You're here now. It's like, yeah. So that's important. Yeah, I got this fucking bootleg, <laughs> like Zoom, Skype, like <laughs> that's what mix thing. Yeah, that's why we have contingencies, bro. You know, we got to have contingencies. Zoom, Skype, album mix. Just fucking pissed off. It's never happened before. Yeah, I don't know what it never is. Never happened to you before, babe. I swear. <laughs> oh. You guys see that? How my picture froze and like you could. Just yeah, see it was like perfect. Oh, class time raid. Awesome. Yo. Thanks, Kenzo. All right. Yo. Well, why don't we? Why don't we just get back into it? So tonight we're doing a little bit of something different. Uh, we're we're kind of venturing a little bit off of what we usually do, and we're doing a, a deep dive, true crime deep dive with a few serial killers that. Um, uh, Maria, I know, has looked up, and I've looked up. Uh, Matt, you haven't looked into this stuff as much as we have, but um, um, we're, we're just watching to that Ted Bundy thing. Yeah, I got you looking at that thing, right? How, how, what did you think? I don't know, man. It's like you guys are sick of us. Into, uh, that's where it started like your mom was in some yeah she had all like she was had all these books right she just loved true crime and we always used to joke that like if my dad ever like got murdered that like they would obviously fucking come for her first but uh but no like she just loved all of it so like i read about true crime like since i was a kid like so when dahmer uh-huh. Like when Dahmer happened, I was a kid and I got to watch that shit like on television. Yep. I knew like what was going on the entire time. Mm. Uh, my mom, the OJ trial, my mom watched that shit. Like she would work overnights so she could be there for us for school. We'd yep. come home from school and she'd be watching uh, this channel, Court TV. She'd watch the OJ trial. Yeah, yeah no, they so, were super. So, like, mm. my mom like loved all that shit. So, like, I remember like just being into that. Like, I was, mm. and she'd be like, you shouldn't read any of those books and i was like yeah right yeah. like and i read all of them so like i knew about um mm-hmm. I, I she had this time life uh collection and i actually took when she passed away like i took a lot of her books and one of the time life collections i took it was like ce- celebrities who were murdered or whatever but she had one about like serial killers and there were certain ones in there so there was like ted bundy son of sam um uh jack i think they did jack the ripper uh they did the Zodiac Killer, um, and they did the Richard as the Night Soccer, like, in this mm-hmm. book. But my mom always, like, would talk about... Oh, and they did John Wayne Gacy, too. <laughs> my mom's favorite two serial killers, though, were always, like... Like, she... And if she were alive, she'd be a fucking Karen. Well, I know, she'd be, like, what would you call the Italian version of a Karen? Uh, um, Marmella. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, would, I don't want to touch that one. <laughs> yeah, let my people touch that one, Tony. Uh, yeah. No, but... Um, I I'm getting like a weird echo on my shit right now, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, like for me, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up and like the first thing that I probably remember seeing that was high profile, like that was probably the, the OJ trial. 
um and like that that was a whole thing i remember watching the and my dad was watching one of the i think it was the nba playoffs at the time and they kept popping back to oj on the run <laughs> yeah yeah we were going on vacation like the day at, like the day after so my mom like the night out like was packing mm. like for vacation and um i remember like watching him like yeah on like just driving away on the bro like in his bronco and like me and my sister had no idea who he was so like my parents had to like explain oh he was a football player like <laughs> um but yeah i mean yeah and my dad knew who he was i mean he, he was he grew up in the 70s so he knew exactly who oj was and you know like now looking back at it i mean it would be like the equivalent of i mean what maybe like a Oh, it's like Tom Brady. Yeah, so, or something. Yeah, because he was like on. really beloved. He was like everybody thought he was, like, you know, he was supposed to be um, cast as a Terminator, and they didn't. And the reason he didn't was because they didn't think he was believable as a killer. Yeah, he. I mean, he. <laughs> there, um, there's actually an excellent thirty for thirty doc. I think it's thirty for thirty. It's a five part documentary yeah. on OJ. Yeah. And it goes through his entire life, like from um, <laughs> OJ's the only serial killer I was into. So I'm also accused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go into his entire life and they talk about how uh -huh. um, just he was beloved, like, and he nobody could believe that even after he, yeah. um, it like, came out that he yeah. was like, there was a domestic. <sighs> My dog is barking. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um... But. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, I'm thinking, of, thinking about it. Be like, imagine like Steph Curry. All of a sudden, you find out he like double did a double murder, and he's like seems like the most like like nothing guy. <laughs> like he's like real what? like gentle dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah I mean, it was. Yeah. It's. Well, no. You know, like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, was, I wasn't saying anything. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, and I mean, but you know what we're talking about with, like, with these serial killers that we're going to get into? Um, the profiling and all that, the, the categorizing, it really started in the 70s. And right. the, the way they categorize a serial killer is somebody that kills at least two victims, and there's some kind of cooling off period in between. So between that, you all you also have mass murders who just kill a bunch of people in one spot, like somebody like Richard Speck or um, that's, that's his name, right? Dylan Richard, Clyde, yeah, Dylan all those Clyde, kinds of people like that just kill a bunch of people at once. Yeah. And then you have the spree killers there where it's similar to a serial killer except without the cooling off period. And yeah, with the uh, snipers. Yeah, that's that's what it that, that's what it would categorize. I mean, uh, to the lesser extent, I'm not sure the cooling off period between rippers uh, murders, but um, where does Trump fit? <laughs> Where does Trump fit? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's Trump's kind of sick because, like, mm -hmm. he did a lot of tortures. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the thing is, like, all of these presidents, because, like, that's the other thing about like serial killers. Mm -hmm. Some serial killers, like, you know, Dahmer engaged in like, to like, he tortured his victims, tortured them. Like, uh... yeah, and and with with the, the common thread that I've seen is a thing about control. They they want mm -hmm. absolute control because I guess they they were lacking any semblance of control growing up yeah right and and that's and it, yeah go ahead that's why it's you know it's really interesting to look at their upbringings mm -hmm. um in this whole discussion of nature versus nurture mm -hmm. because i'm very i'm the i'm the nurture side i don't uh -huh. believe that you're born with um i don't think that like any so you know working with children and adolescents for as long as i've had i've seen it's very rare but I've seen kids with like sociopathic, psychotic, psychopath traits, whatever mm. you want to call them, antisocial, callous, unemotional, these traits that are very cold, um, calculating. And I, it's not, it's never that they're born with this weird wiring. Mm -hmm. 
something always happens and it always happens between the ages of zero to five right and it ha and it's all attachment right um, and, and i mean the 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 main thing i think you could take i mean there, to some extent you have to have some kind of na uh, nature part of it but it's never i would never i would i would say that it's never a thing where it's solely they're just born like that there has to be some kind of uh circumstances mixed in at one point you, you do have like i i've always had like a kind of like a harder time analyzing somebody like btk for instance where btk grew up in a nuclear family both parents present all that kind of stuff it wasn't really as a broken home where you look at maybe richard ramirez had uh bad influences around him damages to he had uh, there was head trauma i think in the in the midst of that or if you look at you know edmund kemper who was constantly berated by his mother and there was severe psychological trauma uh let's see you got matt now all right let's see if i can nice. patch him in all right dope yeah awesome yeah so yeah we're, we're just talking about like how serial killers probably have like a bunch of fucked up things happen to them it's not some shit about them they're just being born evil yeah they, them, I mean, that's why, like i couldn't find any patterns like they all seem like some of them seem fucked up but then other ones just seem like you know like douchebags <laughs> right? but like, there's so there's, there's always so that's that's where i come in because uh -huh. i mean if you think about it what's that are you a profiler well i mean no i'm not a profiler but <laughs> i mean i work with like children and adolescents that right con you know and i worked in the criminal you know juvenile justice criminal yes. justice system where it was you are you know told like this kid is a psychopath this kid is a sociopath um, and then you really start to look at things and it's very rare that a kid is that, that way. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the, like the majority of the time there is significant trauma. Um, but the other thing is too, is like you talk about like BTK and, and all of these like other killers and there's things that people may look at that they may not find. Like, so for instance, I had a family that I worked with that nuclear family had this child the child had such severe, like, had to have, like, open heart surgery or something when the child was, like, two. So she, this kid was in the hospital for all of his life, right? All of, mm -hmm. like, his first, like, formative years. Mom had tried to, you know, was there at the hospital as much as she could be, tried to be his caregiver as much as she could. But the kid still had, didn't have a set caregiver. There was a number of caregivers taking care of this child. Mm -hmm. And he's going through medical trauma. And so obviously you know he survives because i work with him you know i don't know about seven years later or whatever but he has all these severe behaviors behaviors that would indicate some type of like sociopathy very callous and cold behaviors um yeah you know fire setting mm -hmm. uh aggressive behaviors but you can go if you go back into a timeline and you look at these things you're like oh okay here you know like the kid would always target his mother too uh -huh. so you can see so if you look at these timelines, you can start to see these patterns. It's just people aren't like, we don't talk about this a lot in society. So people aren't, aren't, they don't know how to look at, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. don't automatically look in that direction. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see though, what you guys have come up with, with some of these, <laughs> and then I'll try to pick them out. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, wanna... look, uh, yep. I do. I do have my copy of, <laughs> Well, I think that's going to be helpful. You know, I, where I figured the best thing to go ahead and start with is is probably with Kemper because the whole FBI profiling program that went on was based a lot on interviewing him. You know, from there they decided to go ahead and categorize. Okay, this is the way that you would look at this kind of killer versus this kind of this kind of killer, 
And his his case was, I mean, it would be like for me, I'm kind of hard for us to say I have a favorite one of these dudes, but. <laughs> I mean, were we it, saying that though? Like, we had favorite serial killers. Like, which yeah. ones we don't want for Like, that was what we were talking about. How that's yeah. how we st- came up with this stream. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it came how it came up on on it a little bit. But um, well, with him, it's it, it's really interesting. I mean, they really kind of lucked out with him being the dude that that uh, started the whole profiling thing because his whole thing is he has a genius IQ. He had an IQ of like one forty five. And he's extremely articulate and forthcoming with the, with the with the details of what he did, and he's very introspective. He had a way of self analyzing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and that was helpful in a way when you're trying to get into these guys' heads or these people's heads, because you know you do have you know a few female serial killers in the mix of all this, and um. Yeah, most people can't do that, let alone. Yeah, like he's you know, like very like, like crimes. Yeah, and he's able to go ahead and do that, and that process, um led to him giving a lot of helpful details that helped form the the fbi process in in uh tracking down these killers before in in a more effective way before they were able to go on longer killing sprees or in some cases where they're never caught you know because even there's instances where yeah bundy was on the loose for a while you know even if you go into talk to somebody like zodiac we still don't know who zodiac is for sure i mean everybody has their theories jack the river you want to go back further never caught don't know you don't know who he is you know he was a prince you see, like you keep thinking that it's like he has to be somebody protected, but the I mean the reality is it I think yeah, that I, I think you know I think easy, like the, like I think like the class thing plays in when you're talking about who gets you know who's usually targeted by some of these people. You know, it's people that are vulnerable, people who are have to be out in certain areas or like hitchhikers, that kind of stuff, you know. They all target different, but it's they, they target vulnerable people, but they yes. also target different populations. Like yes, exactly. Bundy, was all about women it, with bundy it was women with long hair yeah and the parted in the middle yeah yes, that yes. that whole and thing's we, freaking weird because of his ex-girlfriend yes um but john wayne gacy it was young boys right um jeffrey dahmer it was gay men well you he, know but he was a little diverse you know he had some white guys he, yeah yeah white yeah, guys he, hispanic guy but you but, know, no, he didn't have just white. I'm saying gay men. Uh-huh. He targeted homosexual homosexual men. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer did. Yes, because his whole goal was to um, create like a living sex zombie. Have, yeah, he wanted to make a sex zombie. Uh-huh. And the thing with um, Dahmer real... that <laughs> I you guys are gonna get canceled. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, uh, he but he wanted to oh, like make dude. a uh, basically mm-hmm. like this zombie lover um but the thing uh, that always interests me about like Dahmer is that he literally um what the uh, fuck is that <laughs> we got some for this in the chat oh my god <laughs> no david no no we're not doing that um yeah, but at least i can do that yeah at least at least i can go ahead and add yeah we're not liz warren here. we're not like liz warren people <laughs> um accidentally, right, accidentally being uh-huh. anti-semitic uh <laughs> But yeah, no, he or oh, like Dahmer. What would made what interested me about Dahmer, and I don't want to say this and people be think like I'm crazy or whatever. Like, I almost felt bad for Dahmer in a sense. Yeah. Because after he got like got caught, um, he, I mean, he wanted them to put him to death. He was yeah sickened by what he did, and he had said to them, "Kill mm-hmm. me." But I don't think Wisconsin was a death penalty mm-hmm. state. Um, so that's why he asked to be put in Gen Pop. And like then that wanted, like, killed him. Yeah. You know, but and I, I'm not sure if that goes into if this goes into that, but uh he would do shit to provoke inmates to freaking uh weird them out. Like 
there was a thing he would do like with the if they were serving french fries blowing ketchup all over making them in the shape of a dead body and at one point yeah i mean one of these inmates just took the opportunity to beat him with a fucking dumbbell until he died really and i think yeah. he was raped with i think that they sodomized him with like a broom as yeah well. they did they did um, something they they did a few things to into this dude. I mean, but I mean to keep in mind what happened, what he did to to his oh, victims. Horrific. Well, the police, dude, the Milwaukee fucking police. Let okay, so he there was a fourteen year old. One of the victims was a fourteen year old Vietnamese boy. Yeah. I'm not sure what his name is. Um, I should have looked that up. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, I forget how Dahmer got like a hold of him, but Dahmer got a hold of him and he escaped Dahmer's apartment. Mm. Right, I don't yeah, know he did. He, yeah, he, he didn't he have like a hole in his head or something. Yeah, he was bloody, he was like naked. And Dahmer talked the police like into like basically said it's it was a lover's quarrel, right? And like, they were fighting and shit, yeah. And they let the kid go back with Dahmer, so Dahmer fucking and Dahmer killed him, you know. Yeah. And he kept he had human remains in his home. I mean, he was eating hearts, and I mean, he. Uh, Dahmer, though, like he showed signs of just there was something disturbing, uh, you know, as a kid. And that's kind of like mm. with Kemper. I don't really know a lot about him, but mm. from just from what I've read, like I know that he had been institutionalized as a child. Like they had said that he was schizophrenic and they just kind of threw him. Because yeah. what, what, the well, the backstory on him was when he was a, a teenager, he murdered his grandparents and okay. he they put him in a mental institution for the criminally insane is what they did and okay. uh he was so approachable and likable keep in mind this dude at this time he was he probably wasn't this height but he eventually grew to be like six nine two ninety but he was he had this soul personality that they that they felt him so approachable they used him kind of as a secretary in that in that mental ward and he had mm -hmm. access to the iq test i mean the iq test i mean and i mean not the, IQ, the what do you call it the like the mental, like the mental acuity tests, I guess is what it, what it is, where they're trying to evaluate whether you're, you're sane or uh, dangerous or ready to like be released. Competency evaluations yeah. and yeah. He, yeah, he had access to those. So what he did was he memorized the whole test and then he knew exactly what answers to give. <laughs> and then the, when they came to give him an evaluation, they said, oh, this guy's, this guy's okay. We can let him go. So they let him go. And then after they, and they let him go, he was on parole. And after he started picking up co-eds and, and murdering them, at one point, they let him go from parole and they cleared him. And when they cleared him on that appointment, he had the body of one of his victims in the trunk. What? Yeah. It's just complete incompetence. Right? <laughs> well, right. And, and you know, and, you know, I, I want to go, let's just go, let's start with the Kemper interview since we come, since we're coming back to him. He, he sat down for these interviews and he goes into, into everything about how he was able to stay elusive. And the, the thing to keep in mind with him is he wasn't caught. He turned himself in. Yeah. He he murdered his he he was able to see that the source of his his shit was his mother. So he murdered his mother, and then after he murdered his mother, he was like, "Well, I I did what the cause of this thing is, but I'm I'm a sick sick person, so I need to be locked up. So I'm gonna turn myself in now." And that's what he did. Turned himself in. Confessed everything. <laughs> is he still alive or is he dead? No, he's alive. Okay, yeah, because I, I honestly, like, I don't know much about Kemper. I just know that he, that he had killed his grandparents and that he had killed, a, a, like, another family member. I didn't know that it was his mother. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, the, just to go and tie this thing back to the, to the psychology of it, 
what he did after his his mo was to decapitate his victims and then do some interesting things with the bodies and the heads and then uh what he did with the mother that was different was he ripped out her tongue and her larynx and then threw them down the garbage disposal because what? he couldn't because that was the source of his uh, agreement because he he wouldn't she wouldn't stop bitching at him so that's why she ripped out he ripped out the tongue and the larynx and then uh when he was doing that the the parts shot back out and then he was like you still won't shut up even though i killed you you're like the your tongue is still flying out at me that yeah. see and that's the thing is I, and if i if i could i will because i could i would never work for the fucking fbi fuck uh -huh. them it would be if i ever did do i yeah. would be a fucking criminal profiler like i because i mean that's really you know, I did a lot of those evaluate. I do all of that. Like I do these evaluations on people and I, I ask mm -hmm. these questions and I look at everything because mm -hmm. that's the thing is you have to look at everything with these guys, with, with anybody, you know, not serial, it's just anybody with any, every regular day problems to truly understand them. Um, and, but with people like when I've interviewed, um, you know, kids that are really, I mean, kids, they, I, and again, it's rare, but there's been have been kids that I've interviewed and they've been absolutely fascinating. But I've said they're going to rape somebody one day. Mm. They're going to do this. And sure, like I, there was a kid that like I, I had said, I was like, if he gets out, um, like if if they don't get him, there's like there's an act in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. for kids who commit sexual offenses. Um, and if they're like if they show basically like if they're if they don't show that they've been rehabilitated by the age of 20 the state can say like all right well, we're going to commit you for a year like it's, it's a civil commitment because they say there's a sexually violent predator mm -hmm. um like they're a sexually violent delinquent child and this kid i thought that he was going to be end up being an act 21 kid and he wasn't and i can talk about this because this is long ago and you're but he ended up reoffending again so it's mm -hmm. rare but you can like they're fascinating it, it's fucked up to say that but it, it's they, it that i was always able to do like interviews like that and not um because that's the other thing too is like um with you have to always kind of stay two two three four steps ahead of yeah. people that are this callous and and um conniving uh mm -hmm. i'm trying to i don't you know i'm trying to think of strength based <laughs> words but very tactical like very like they're <laughs> they know how to play the game yeah. so you have to stay like four steps ahead of them mm -hmm. and you can't let them know like you they you have to basically like keep a straight face yeah. like i'm a completely different person at work than i am like on twitter <laughs> i mean i still have like my same kind of like mannerisms uh -huh. or whatever but like you can't react because it's like there something that they cue in it. on right oh yeah oh my god they will they can cue on it so fast um like they can because here's the thing especially with uh people that have had like tra like childhood trauma if you don't learn how to basically like function if, if nobody teaches you how to uh remain safe or keep you safe you're going to figure it out it's going to be your survival skill so it's part yeah. of a person's survival mm -hmm. to figure out how to deal with yeah. the trauma that's happening to them all right well let's um, go let's go to the interview we can, we, we can start playing this thing Huh. Did they actually go on to kill, or did they they stopped? Who? Wait, I've never. I've had. I've worked with a couple kids who have been charged, uh, charged and convicted of homicide. But that it's never been like a um like there was 
two cases that I consulted on that it was, they were very, um, it, they were pretty brutal. Like it was, I don't want to say the one just because it was pretty high profile, but it was, it was, it was brutal in the sense where the kid, it was callous. It wasn't like this, you know, like accidental, like, you know, gang killing or, mm -hmm. you know, a robbery or, or something like that. It was a, but there was mental health issues behind it. So I kind of came in to consult on how much did the mental health issue um, play a role in the crime? Right. And then looking at if it was even possible for them to take um, like in juvenile for that, for that kid, for any facility to even agree to take him if he right. were to come back to juvenile. Right. Um, but it's rare. I mean, but I've, yeah, I mean, but I, oh, kids can be rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. Kids are pretty mm -hmm. resilient, you know? All right, let's play this thing. Yeah. People weren't even aware of what was happening. In 1972 and 1973, a series of murders shocked Northern California. College girls began to disappear while hitchhiking. Two of the victims were picked up from the campus of the University of California at Santa Cruz. That's where Ed Kemper's mother was working as an administrative assistant. This was pre-Bundy, right? You were involved yeah. in the campus because your mother worked there. Yeah. I was also involved in killing co-eds because my mother was associated with college work, college co-eds women and had had a very strong and violently outspoken position on men for much of my upbringing. My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. I watched the alcohol increase. I watched her social life drop off. I watched Seems her like some J.D. Vance shit. Bizarre. Mm. She had terrible pain from her life, her life, her upbringing. Uh, so intergenerational trauma. I'm yeah. a constant reminder of that failure. I hate to mm -hmm. distill it down into such uh, into one word realities like that. There's a lot that leads into that happening, but that is what happened. They represented not what my mother was, but what she liked, what she coveted, what was important to her. And I was destroying it. Why did you actually kill the girls? My frustration, my inability to communicate socially, sexually. I wasn't impotent. But emotionally, I was impotent. I was scared to death of failing in male-female relationships. I knew absolutely nothing about that whole area. Even if just sitting yeah, down and talking with you. all over the place. I need to be able to really communicate. And ironically enough, that's why I began picking people up. And I'm picking up young women. And I'm going a little bit farther each time. It's a daring kind of a thing. At first, there wasn't a gun. I'm driving along. We go to a vulnerable place where there aren't people watching, where I could act out. And I say, no, I can't. And then a gun is in the car, hidden. And this craving, this awful, raging, eating feeling inside. I could feel it consuming my insides. This fantastic and passion. He, okay, wait. So he went to... Uh, it was overwhelming me. He killed his, his grandparents when he was 15, you said? Yeah. Okay, and then he only was, he was in uh, a state hospital diagnosed with schizophrenia which was the catch-all mm -hmm. which diagnosis you take with a grain of salt because it, it doesn't it, it it evolves constantly mm -hmm. what you want to look at is the background the trauma the relational patterns mm -hmm. like that relational pattern to people is so important i think that's why people are going so crazy during covid you know like we're talking right like during zoom but it's not the same as being like in person relations is relational piece of of humans is so important especially a mother and a child mm -hmm. um 
and children that are abused by their mother like I've worked I mean I majority of my kids you know that I've worked with have some trauma I've worked with kids who have been severely abused by their mother but they would go home with their mother in a heartbeat if their mother would take them or if they were legally allowed to because Damn. that bond is so strong that's crazy. Um, I mean, the, the, it's it's what he's describing. Where maybe you like he, he says that he hated his his mom, but he wanted to love her his mom. Right. So he didn't know how to socially relate to anybody, and then mm. that obviously stunted all of his emotional growth, and it stunted his um his the way to relate to people. So he couldn't relate to women. Right. Um. He didn't know how to. So it, yeah. I mean, and, and he said his mother was an alcoholic. He mentioned something about like their her social life. So what did he witness? What did he see? Well, you know? Yeah. I thought I was pretty slick. And went and tripped all over myself. That first two murders. The first 24 hours, there were three clear times I should have been busted. He didn't just say three different individuals. Yeah. Or three I mean, that's the greatest thing is he's called, like, the, the, he's telling them everything they missed. Yeah. And looked the other way. Some of the people who yeah. are committing like, murders, even as we speak, if they're doing it by themselves, we didn't do that shit because I wouldn't have helped the cops. They could go on undetected until they decided to stop. And the police wouldn't catch them unless we just happened to roll up on them while they were doing it. Yeah. Even after police warnings against hitchhiking and an increased bus schedule on the campus, individual rights, no huh? Trouble picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> Ironically, right. one warning advised well, riding you, uh, only in cars with university so and I mean, couldn't afford a bus ticket. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about? Like that that kind of shit happened back then. Bohemian Grove. Pepper's employer was speaking. I know, that's what I'm saying. You know what this is all... we're talking about is we're driving around almost as often as not. This is this guy that's going around doing this. They do MK Ultra to convince these guys to realize that they were getting a free ride. I couldn't touch that with a ten foot pole, I swear. You know. But they'd be telling me what all about this guy and they're comparing notes and speculating on what he looks like, how he carries himself, why he's doing this stuff, telling me about it. Well, everyone's so how come they get in a car mm. with somebody at that time? She judged me not to be that guy. Ew, I can't dude. find I didn't look like it. Ugh. I'm getting easier to do. I was getting better at it. I was getting less detectable. I started flaunting that invisibility. So I decided so I had to turn myself in. Two of them at night in front sense. of my mother's residence mm. with her at home, my neighbors at home upstairs, their picture window open, the curtains open, 11 o'clock at night, the lights are on, all they have to do is walk by and look out, and I've had it. Why did you keep the heads? Why did you cut them off, and why did you keep something out of my childhood? Um, cut their heads off? Uh, yeah, his, like I said, his MO was that he would decapitate all of his victims and then he'd, um, I'll, I'll just say he, he would fuck the body parts. Yeah, it was a necrophiliac, right? He, he would cut, he would decapitate him and then he would have sex with the head and then have sex with the body. I mean, that seems like, that seems like, I don't want to say more normal, but like, more understandable than fucking the rotting corpses. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, between just being a straight up necrophile and this dude like decapitating and then having sex with the head and then the, yeah, I, I mean, that's what they're asking him is why do you keep it? He says something out of his childhood, but 
put it on an yeah, Instagram. Yeah, serial killers do that. Mm -hmm. Two pet chickens, and my mother insisting that I eat he, them for dinner. He fucked the, the mom's uh, neck, right? <laughs> yeah. He cut a hole in her throat. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Listen to this. Oh, my dad's out back with a hatchet. I got on my bike and I rode. I tried to stop this it. This chicken I thing. That. I got on the yeah. bike, rode around the block. I was crying. I haven't talked about that for a lot of years. I'm sure that may have implemented something. That may have gotten something rolling, but along fantasy lines. But it took a lot of years of development along those lines to really get off. But how are you able to, in one minute, <laughs> yeah, so he... have someone's head in your hand? And very shortly thereafter, living through a fantasy, however that would relate to that severed head, and then five minutes later, I'd put that away, and there'd be a knock on the door, and I'd put it away, and answer the door. The landlady would be there, and we'd discuss it. Discuss what? Reality. Her reality, <laughs> not mine. Some what is he's so pretentious? I felt yeah. Hell of a tweak. I don't know what's like they're, about they're very, they're charming. They're, they're very. That's, that's I mean, their draw. The yeah, he, he's a nice guy. Um, hold on, I'm gonna look up, up the, up the DSM. A happy young Continue. couple coming down the right. stairs, who nodded and smiled at me. This is a, a long clip. Good evening. Yep. And they're going out on a date. Well, I'd love to be going, and I'm aware of both of these realities, and the, dis the distance between those two is so dramatic, so amazing, so violent, that that really, I could feel the wheels squeaking inside. That was really pulling on it. And yeah, so that's when we turn himself in. It makes no sense. I didn't exactly. Well, be, well, he explains it here no, when he gets to talk about, time, when he talks about his mom. Kemper was able to seem normal. He even hung out at a bar across the street. Right, so the yeah, the, look at this part. The, this part's interesting, though. He, he, the way he learned to evade capture was by talking to the cops, hanging out with the cops. Oh, they did. I knew they wouldn't be privy to hot information, but there were some things that were bothering me, like were there any speculations on how they were dying? I like him better than the guy who played him in the show. Like I said, a friendly nuisance. I got in the way. And I mean, he's got a trustworthy face. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, I would have trusted nuisances him. Are dismissed. <laughs> How did you get the knowledge to... I don't think I would have let him back in the car, but... Watching television. Yeah, look at that. Believe it or not. Joseph Wambaugh. Police story. Got some tremendous insights into not just the gimmicks, the actual things, the tidbits that you pick up from their procedures, but the mechanics behind yeah. that, the logic behind that. You hear that a lot. That, like, I would not allow myself to walk into a potential trap of behavior. Cops have like a, they're like mm. NPCs, they have like a limited number of options. Right. To people initiating conversations about this. Yes, the DSM-5 is a uh, memorial mm. service for two of the It's such a pain in the ass, the five and five shit. Were you tempted to go? Yeah. <laughs> I'd uh, seen one I mean, too many episodes of one too many crime shows. Where that's one of the, the available resources the for clues. Yeah, the, the glasses and all that. He just Tracking looks all unassuming. Why would he lie to me? He has glasses. Potential suspects. Some police department. Now they have to go to your house to pick up a, a handgun. Sheriff's He's also like extremely like egocentric. Yes. Because he keeps saying, you know, they didn't catch this. They didn't catch this. I did this. This is what I'm telling you. You know, um, 
They were trying to show all the bodies there. The car standing next to the gun in the trunk. They come over and ask me about, excuse me, sir. You know who lives in this house across the street here? Well, that house was 609 Harriet. You cross back over to this side into 609 Ord, and they were looking for me and didn't even know that. You know what? Bad news. Well, at any rate, we walk into the house. We have them ask my mother about this other house, and I'm saying, hey, which 609 were you looking for? And they said, are you at Kimberly? Yes. And it goes on. And uh, I needed to find out what they were looking for, the murder weapon, the 22 automatic, or the 44 Magnum. And I don't want to advertise that I've got a whole bunch of guns. Uh, so I made a comment to, to it seems divide like between the two. A lot of them want to own and, the cost. Uh, yeah, gun, yeah. It, it? it's part of that eagle thing. A lot of them are extremely narcissistic. Yeah, and it's also like so. I looked up like antisocial personality disorder. So I, I, I rationalized. Yeah, I think we, I think we got a good, a good uh, picture of of Kemper by now. Um, but the reason I did want to go and stay with that one a little bit, a little while longer, is because he he sets a tone for a, what a lot of these guys do. Like what we, there's a common thread with the attention seeking behavior, the planning, the consistent method, the consistent method in which they go about killing people. Uh, all of that is, um, it, it's something that you can go ahead and look at other cases and tie back um, to something that he's saying there. You know, um, Bundy, very much the same kind of thing where it's a, a whole planned, um, it's a whole planned event you know, the the stalking to the having like the the right equipment with you have like a hit kit. oh yeah he would bundy would act bundy's thing was he would act like he was oh. hurt <laughs> oh nice hey there we go that's nice cool <laughs> yeah. um bundy would act like he was like hurt uh-huh. uh and he would get women to like help him mm-hmm. um he yeah. would act like he was a co-ed i mean he bundy was fucked up oh yeah yeah he's mean man bundy you gotta like respect the player there like he, he, oh, he, he was very freaking prison. crafty. He escaped twice and then defended himself. Twice. Yeah, and yeah, he twice. was a pre-law. Yeah. Yes, he. Oh, he actually he was his attorney. He was yeah. his own attorney in this case. Um, that's well, how he actually got like death to his face. Yeah, I mean, he watching his um criminal trials, like he was because the judge actually said to him, like after he uh. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, him. He was, yeah. He told him like, "You're a bright young man. I would have loved to see you practice man, in front of me." Yeah, yeah, but like, you went a different way, partner. <laughs> that that was but, the craziest thing to see him. But do that, that shows you too that like what secrets and intergenerational trauma can do to a, a person because mm-hmm. that really fucked up like Ted Bundy's psyche that he didn't know who his real mother was, but he knew. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that was you know he knew there there was some type of abuse that occurred. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is like, the they're—is um, he the one who thought his mom was his sister? Yeah, that—that that was yeah. Bundy. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, and his whole thing was he attacked women um, with parted brown hair because mm-hmm. it reminded that him of his um, his ex. His ex. But what put what what really got him caught was when he escaped the first time. The he escaped what, because out the, of the law. Yeah, the the well the first the first time he was caught that had to do with one of the his victims that got away, right? And uh, he attempted right. to kidnap. He poses as a cop and he attempted to kidnap her. And well, it, there's a clip from the, there's a clip from the biopic 
um one of his biopics uh i think i can go ahead and play it just so we can go ahead and i gotta yeah. pause for one All second right. just because my dog is i have to figure out yeah. All right. Um, well, like, we can. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Yeah, we, we can. It's, it's, it's a short clip. We can go ahead and look at it. Um, so this is from a movie, one of his biopics, and this kind of go where he the premise here. He told her he's a cop, and someone tried to steal her car. And to come with me, I'm going to take you to the police station for some questioning. And this is how it went. Nobody broke into my car. So sorry, sorry, ma'am. I'm going to have to ask you to accompany me to the station. In this, it's the dumbest looking cop car I've ever seen. It's a civilian car. <laughs> Apartment budget only goes so far. Oh, right. <laughs> That's why we have to abolish the police. What the fuck mm. are you doing? This is, this is Stranger Beside Me, right? No, no, that, that, that this is a different one. What the fuck are you doing? I thought he beat him over the head. Well, he, he would handcuff him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And what about cop serial killers? Is that a thing? Um. They just get away with it. <laughs> uh, like a serial killer that's a cop? Yeah. This um, is the one they caught away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't fucking move or I will blow your head off. You hear me? Oh, that's true. Golden State was a cop. Good point. Yeah, they have a fascination with police. Mm -hmm. Fascination with law enforcement. With they they Ooh. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get over on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, which is, fuck the police, I hate them, but. I just wish they would, like, kill better people, like, you know, like. Which I think yeah. like, it's all these, like, fucking women and, like, poor people. Yeah, why are you going after, like, rich people? <laughs> I know. Well, who's going to be out there vulnerable? Somebody rich or somebody, yeah. yeah. All right. It's always going to be somebody vulnerable because I mean, they could yeah. have done that at like a, you know, whatever the, uh -huh. like the old timey equivalent of like a, you know, CrossFit or something, right? Mm -hmm. You could have the, the yoga studio or whatever, you know, been like, uh, sorry, miss, your, your Rolls Royce has been stolen. Come with me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. And uh, maybe they would have believed that or, you know, but like, the, it could the, be a. The killing that got him really was when he killed that 12 year old little girl yeah well after after this that we had that, that we saw he got arrested for attempted kidnapping they couldn't tie him to any of those murders at that point they were trying to right. but in the interim while they were they're prosecuting him for the kidnapping that's when he escaped the both times he escaped once they got him back in a couple days he escaped another time and then he hightailed and then it he to florida. a bunch of people yeah he yeah, hide he went yeah he did that's when he did the florida murders right yeah, he went and hightailed to Florida. He killed he killed two women in a sorority. He killed he attacked another two, uh, mm -hmm. fractured uh, one of their jaws. He got a log and he beat the crap out of him in their sleep. And then uh, after that, he killed the twelve year old girl. Um, and uh, he said he told her, uh, "Your parents sent me to go and pick you up from school or some bullshit like that." And oh, the kid went creep. with the the kid went with with him, and he, you know, he did his Ted Bundy shit and. Uh, they execute. They tried him from. They tried him and sent him. To, they sentenced him to death twice, for the mm -hmm. sorority murders, and then uh, additionally for the for the twelve year old Kimberly Leach. For was the twelve year old little girl, and yeah. they said that he was like starting to slip up. As well, a serial, he wasn't well, so, as here's, good so, at his crime. It was either. almost like a. It was almost like two different kinds of mo's. And when he was uh, originally in that Pacific Northwest area, he was very calculated. He planned out where he wanted to put the bodies, all that kind of stuff, very meticulous. When it came down to the Florida murders, it was the, that it was more of an impulse 
kind of thing. Something mm-hmm. he would really didn't have a grasp on, uh, an ability to control. He just needed to kill something. You right, know? that yeah. impulsivity, which sociopaths have. Right. You know, like there, there's two sides and, to it, where they can be very cold, calculating, very planning, very, you mm-hmm. know, meticulous with what they do. And then there's another side of them that it's impulsive that they need to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gacy and, yeah. was like that as well. Yes. So, um, but uh, if, what happened with him also in Florida is he was going off to, uh, af- he was operating under an assumed name and they couldn't even identify him right away. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, you know, they figured out he's freaking Ted Bundy. And then he maintained his innocence for a long time, for a long, long time. You know, like, we, you know, for like, we, we Until saw the. he needed to save his ass. Yeah. They said and... that he was the biggest plus. Oh, dude, have you ever, did you hear? So whenever um they caught him, the way that they caught him, mm-hmm. like that they got it was an imprint. Um, oh, the, of a bite. the yeah, the t- the tooth on dead. yeah on the right. girl's ass. Right, when they went yeah. to to do that imprint, he flipped the fuck out because oh, he knew man. if they had were able to they were able to do because I think the sheriffs came to oh, do yeah. it while oh, they yeah. were or something. Oh yeah, he flipped the fuck out because he knew it was over mm-hmm. at that point. Once he left the, the bi- imprint, he left the bite. You know, yeah, and, he left the bite. And again, yeah, the, this. Huh? Yeah, they they got a warrant to get to get his oh, bite imprint. Okay. Yeah, they did that. There's actually probably a video of that. Um. Yeah, I I found the. Let's see. Let, let me see if I could find the. Let me see. Bundy. Ooh. Yeah, um, I want to see that. At the end, he tried to save his ass. He was trying to say he killed all these people. Yes. Like there's like the interviews because he was the biggest pussy when it came down mm-hmm. to them putting him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the biggest pussy. How they kill was, him? Was it electric chair? Electric chair. chair. Ooh. Have you seen it? Is there is there footage of it? Uh, not that I saw. No, I can't see a, a clip of Speaking him. Speaking of the death penalty, uh, the Liz Brewing article that she did on New York Times. Yeah. The New York mm-hmm. Times. Oh. Well, okay, I found this one. Uh, well, af- afterwards where he um confessed, he started trying to, like you said, save his ass. He said, I can teach you how to catch serial killers, basically mm-hmm. what he said. And he helped with the to capture the Green River Killer. Because he had a similar proclivities as far as the necrophilia, revisiting kill sites and uh, reliving things and fucking the bodies and all that kind of crazy ass shit. And, um, and they didn't give him any. Uh, no, they, they no, they executed him. They yeah, they were like yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there was no way. Yeah, and he he Why started he murder in states that didn't have the death penalty. Well, that's the thing. He didn't think about it like that. He just went. He's figured the best thing to do is go from the complete opposite side of the country to the opposite side of the country so that's why he was in washington yeah. so then he said all right i'm gonna go to the complete opposite side and go to florida mm-hmm. that's as far as he thought about it but but she that's why yeah um let's see let me let, let's and then well what he started doing was a really sick thing because he started trying to mortgage off all right i'll give you some information about where i put this victim if you mm-hmm. give me more time and he was on death row for a long time and they they eventually executed him in 1989 so Let's mm-hmm. let's go to but he started doing very it. yeah yeah and they started giving him they he started being very candid in his interviews too and he offered his own theories as to why he was the way he was so this is this is that clip and I've seen this and honestly I think he's yeah, bullshitting. grew up in a wonderful home with two dedicated and loving parents and one of five brothers and sisters a home where we as our as children were the focus of, of my parents' lives where we regularly attended church with two Christian parents who did not drink, they did not smoke, there was no gambling, there was no physical abuse or fighting in the home. I wasn't a pervert in the sense that, you know, people look at somebody and say, I know there's something wrong with them, because, you know, I mean, I, uh, I was essentially a normal person. 
except for this one small but very potent I was normal except for I like to murder people very close to myself and didn't let anybody know about it mm. and part of the shock and horror for my dear friends and family uh, years ago when I was first arrested was that they just there was no clue they looked at me and they looked at the, you know the, um, the all-american boy and it happens it, it happened in stages gradually it doesn't necessarily not to me at least happen overnight my experience with I say pornography generally, but with pornography that deals on a violent level with the sexual. He tried to blame porn. Uh, yeah. Is it once you become Wasn't addicted he, to it? He was the one with the hardcore kind of addiction, right? Like yeah. an addiction, you keep craving something which is harder, harder. Something I wonder, which, which gives if you a like working with them. Sense of, like, look, can you can you say can you say the porn made you do until that? you reach the point yeah. where the pornography. I mean, look, so yeah, I, that's what when it's yeah. that cultural argument of people why people commit crime. I think mm -hmm. it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, you there are other things that are going on in that person's head. Yeah, he didn't fucking kill thirty women because of pornography. He killed thirty women because he was a sick fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. He killed thirty women because he didn't have any regular attachment. You know what I mean with his real mother. Mm -hmm. You know there were Bundy was a sick. Yeah, he was a sick individual. Um, and I always like I remember watching that clip with my dear mother rest in peace mm -hmm. uh and she always would say you know that he was lying in that about the pornography mm -hmm. it was like he was just trying to i mean i don't Throw know how you at, guys see it no he was throwing shit at the wall and trying to see if it sticks but yeah let, let's no, go back to it sounds like he was like pornography you know and again i'm talking from personal trying to say republican shit damaging kinds of pornography are those that yeah do you think was he mk ultra too sexual violence nah i wouldn't i wouldn't put him under that it's a different kind of it's a different kind of mindset from the people that we might think had that association now walk me through that what was going on in your mind at that time okay before we go any further i think it's important to me i guess he doesn't remind me yeah i guess tell you that i'm not blaming pornography and not saying that it caused me to go out and do certain things and i take full responsibility for whatever i've done and all the things that i've done that's not the question here the question and, and, and the issue is how this kind of literature contributed yeah, exactly. and helped mold and, and shape the kinds of violent behavior. It fueled your fantasies. Well, in, in the beginning, it fuels this kind of thought process. Then, it, <coughs> at a certain time, it's instrumental in what I would say crystallizing it, making it, make it into something which is almost yeah. like a separate entity inside. And that in, at that point, you're at the verge, or I was at the verge of acting out on this on this kind of this kind of thing. Now, I, mean, I really want to understand that. After you the revelation last night, that, like, as the chupacabra is real because of government meddling. Printed material. Like, and you really, made I feel like printed they're behind a lot more. Video or film. Film, or film magazines, yeah. what have you. Yeah. And, and then there was the urge to take that little step, or big step, over to a physical right. uh, event. Yeah. And it happens, it, it happened in stages, gradually. It doesn't necessarily, not to me at least, happen overnight. My experience with, I say pornography generally, but with pornography that deals on a violent level with sexuality, um, is that once you become addicted to it, and I look at this as a kind of addiction, uh, like other kinds of addiction, of addiction you keep, I would keep looking for more potent, more explicit, more it's graphic signs of material. It's, it's like an addiction, this. you keep craving something which is harder. Yeah, harder, that, that, that's kind of what I would think. To, uh, that's my question too with this stuff, David. Like you kind of wonder if you have that same kind of behavior. Pornography only goes so far. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where it is killing babies, actually doing it. Right. I mean, if you look at it on a survival perspective, 
Mm-hmm. If you look at it on a basic level, yeah, then yeah, yeah, then mammals do do this. Right. It's just this sick type of thing that it, mm-hmm. you know, at times can morph into. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bundy was, he was sick. But he was slipping up. I mean, when you see that, even his interview, he's anxious. He's really trying to conceal, throw whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Do whatever it is for them to be like, oh, well, maybe we should not kill this guy. Maybe we should keep him around. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Bundy seemed a lot better before he admitted to it. Like the clips before he fessed up. Well, he was, he was, it's arrogance. It's it's that cockiness that they're not going to be able to pin this on me. They're still not going to be able to, they're, like they're not. Gonna, and then his his uh death date kept looming on him, and he kept feeling that control slip away. So his uh method of asserting any kind of control was uh using bargaining chips or improving his value or trying to go all that shit went it back into that loss of control. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is where he goes and talks about one of the murders. Of, one of the, the Manson final, with MK Ultra. Uh, Manson and, and probably I would say Kaczynski for sure. Yeah, I mean, we know for a fact Kaczynski was right. Yes, I think the the public outcry is greater there. Manson also had a Manson was fucked up childhood. Mm-hmm. Super. Yeah, fucked Manson up. wasn't too stern, but that, pretty sure it was like. Yeah. Were there the normal emotions three days later? Maybe a perfect candidate. Yeah. Traumatized. I can't really talk about that. Right now. Yeah, That's, think about what Manson did. He went from the summer of love to, to, to like, the hippies are all I satanic like murderers. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. like demonized the whole movement. To you, what that, Manson only murdered that, one person. Did he? Experiences like that. Yeah, it was before the, the Tate LeBlanc. Oh, oh, okay. La Bianca? La Bianca. Sorry. La Bianca. Yeah. Um, yeah, he mur- that, that was, was the only, per- like, he murdered somebody before that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Manson is a trip. Yeah, um, Manson though. I mean, again, he doesn't really flip. Like to me, he doesn't really fit the mold of a lot of these other guys. Because I mean, first of all, he didn't. No, he's not a know. serial killer, and he didn't kill. Like he's just a fucked up individual. Yeah, you know, he's a criminally. You know, he sh- needed to be put away for the rest of his life. You know, he was dangerous. Um, but he also too. I mean, super fucked up childhood. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, definitely. Very, it, like. Yeah. And yeah. So, but he's not a serial killer. Yeah. No. But I mean, the but the thing about it is, is a lot of the these guys do seek that kind of notoriety. You know that that was a big mm-hmm. thing for them, and um, it, the the two and the two that probably the most famous that were never caught, the Ripper and um, Jack the Ripper, that is, and uh, Zodiac, uh, right. they had a habit. There, there's there's three of we'll probably be, we'll be able to go in two that they didn't catch one that they did catch and they had the similar thing that they did with the media and law enforcement which was they would send in notes and they send in letters and um the zodiac was really for the longest time they only had cracked one they recently cracked a second one of his notes um and that's it yeah so how many of his notes are there that but are like there was i think there was three that was confirmed so there's still one that they haven't figured out how to crack the last, the second one that they cracked took like fifty years for them to get be able to figure out wow. what he was saying in it. So, uh, but his his thing. That um, pissed off about that. Yeah, I mean, he, if he if he's still alive, my theory the the guy that I would say was Zodiac already died. Ted Cruz. No. <laughs> Wouldn't it be just funny if like somebody just ninety three year old dude came out before twenty twenty ends, and then you just decided to say, yeah, I'm the Zodiac. That right? would be the biggest fucking story this yeah. year. <laughs> you know, nobody cares. It was Ted Cruz. 
Man, yeah, it's like the Zodiac. Oh, yeah, no, because like the thing about it, he's like so fu- he, like this dude was so fucking arrogant that if <laughs> if everybody really thought he was Ted Cruz, we'd be like, no, it wasn't Ted Cruz. It's me. <laughs> like that. That's yeah. Me. And the Trump funny thing about like- yeah, like and the the funny thing about Zodiac though was the way that they were able to catch the the break the first cipher is the couple that did it thought this dude is so arrogant. This the first character has to be an I. He's gonna start it with saying I, and talking about himself. Uh. So oh, yeah. they did that, and then from from just that one letter, they were able to go ahead and backtrack and and, and uh, break the code. So the for me, I had the theory for the longest time before they cracked it. Look, at, he did it again. He's gonna start this shit with an eye. So the first character has to be an eye. And then I was pretty, wow. you know, <laughs> I felt validated because when the they did crack it, the first letter was an eye. The first character was an eye. And uh, there, but there is a really really good movie about uh, Zodiac. Oh yeah, Zodiac. Which yeah. Is the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. They go through all of his crimes. His thing, he, he the first kills, he okay. shot two, a couple at short range. And um, he, uh, hold on, let me, there we go. Yeah, so he, he shot a couple at close range while they were parked um, on like, you know, a makeout spot. And then uh, he did that a couple of times where he caught like a couple of, just a couple off on their own, isolated from everybody else. And he just went up and shot them. Uh, at that point, the, he, I think one of those four victims ended up surviving and identifying the guy that I kind of thought would be. And then this is the dude that they identified in the movie was Arthur Lee Allen it was right. his name. Um, and then uh, the, the next couple that he did, because for some reason, his thing was targeting couples. He killed, apparently killed a cab driver, but he killed, or he attacked like three sets of couples. Right. And uh, in the movie, they depict one of his attacks, which is the, like the now famous thing where he approached this couple wearing his Zodiac outfit. And um, he held them at gunpoint and tied them up. So, what year is this? The movie or the year that this happened? The year this happened. Uh, 69? 69, 68? Oh, man, I want to know who he was. Everybody I wants know. to know who he was. Like, we don't know anything about him, so we don't know his childhood. We can't look at anything. escaping from prison in Montana. I'm not doing anything, okay? I mean, he's like, is he like a leather daddy kind of thing? Is it, you know, is he like into leather? Like, is that his thing, you know? That's the thing, like, nobody They, they speculate that he was military intelligence, though. What was the name of that prison? Whoa. That would make sense. Could be. That that one, if they were going to pin that on somebody, it would probably be this dude. I mean, it's got elements of Manson and Kaczynski. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a nice... What's that symbol? Did he make that up himself? Yeah. The, the, and you see, the dude that I think it was, he, uh, he had a watch that was a, it's a Zodiac brand watch, and it had the same symbol. It gets really cold mm. night. We could freeze. Ah. A lot of people must have had that watch. Uh-huh. Are you all done? What up, John? You know, just because people are going to ask, was that thing even loaded? Wait a minute, so how's he going to kill him? It's okay. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> oh god. Oh. 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 That's the how thing, like he wouldn't he just shoot them and, and so, let them go out in an easier way. He had to make but them. How did he know that that's how they were killed? Because the guy actually survived that. Oh. The girl died. Oh. He oh, didn't he survive did? it. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked wow. up. That was yeah. brutal. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, these guys suck, man. Fucking weird pastime, yeah. Dude had 30, he buried his victims in his 
basement. There was a crawl space. Yeah, G- yeah Gacy. Oh, uh, yeah. That that fuck. Was that a zombie army situation too? Uh, no, no that, that was. See, that's that's a whole different thing. What we well, I wanted to go to BTK, but um. Yeah, I know how many we got to do. Which ones do we do? Well, or... well, I wanted to do BTK and then go to Dahmer and then um, Gacy. Okay. Is that, is that cool? BTK. So, yeah, B- you know so BTK was Hold very on, much. Let me grab. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be right back. All right. Okay. All right. So, so the the reason I wanted to go to BTK is because it was very similar with Zodiac, where he wanted the notoriety. His whole thing was he was calling in the fucking he was sending letters in the in the news stations, and he was sending shit like, "How many people do I have to kill before I get some press or some national attention?" That was his thing, and he was on the loose for years, for years before they ended up catching him. And he would do the same shit. He would be the guy. I'm gonna outsmart the cops. I love outsmarting the cops, and I love, and I'm so elusive. And yeah, police. Yeah, and eventually the way they caught BTK. So um, the yeah the way he they caught BTK was he asked the cops when he was doing this whole teasing bit. All right, if um I'm gonna well you know I'm getting a little bit older, so like to go and type up all this stuff's kind of a little bit you know, <laughs> been a little bit of a pain in the ass. So uh, if I if I send you guys a floppy disk, can you track me? And then the cops what? took it, and he's like, and keep in mind, if you lie to me, I'm gonna, I'm, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay a, a consequence for that. And he, he, the cops took a gamble on that, and uh, they said, no, we can't track you if you send us a floppy disk. There's no way for us to do that. And he believed them. And Whoa. then uh, BTK. the BTK, yeah, he he believed them. Boomer. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> boomer fucking around with floppy disks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they when they caught him. Yeah, that's what it was. He was a <laughs> he um he believed that they weren't be able to track him with the with the floppy disk. And um and see, that's, that's like flipping up. Yeah. Because all the computers were hand numbered back then. So they knew. Well he had computer number like six hundred. Yeah, they would they were able to track him back to the, the church that he worked at because he was like the he he had some kind of official position within the church. You that's another like thing. They always have positions mm-hmm. like that. Uh, like they, they, like, the they, they like to be in positions or... of authority. Yeah. Uh, yeah, floppy disks are kind of cool. That too. Yeah, and they were they yeah, were able to go that, ahead um, and um Captain Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Um the um you should do a little intro when we do the next killer. You should be like the year was nineteen sixty eight. It was the summer of love, but it was also the summer of death. And you On know a hill the... overlooking the lake in blah blah blah. San Fernando Valley. And... Well, with um, hey, we're not gonna do Ramirez. Um, well, I mean, I don't think we're gonna have time to do Ramirez, but oh, man. we're gonna have to do like a part two. Yeah, I mean, at this rate, we're gonna end up having to do a, a part two. But um, let me see. Ramirez was based. <laughs> like yeah, I just like his style the best. I mean, we could do yeah, a part so two next Friday or some shit. Yeah. Probably. Like, uh, we, I hope we don't get dinged like for this, it, but I do want to play this. <laughs> I do want to play this one. Uh, so Merry Christmas. Here's another serial killer. <laughs> so, but okay. So this is so with Raider. Uh, that's the BTK killer. He um, the, the after they sent him the floppy disk, they tracked him to the computer. They arrested him. Um, and what year the and this is the so this no, is the video. This is yet. this is probably two thousand something. Yeah, it was it was it was very it was really oh, really so he recent. Was modern? Yeah, so no no no, he killed people in the seventies, and then he reemerged. They thought he was dead, and Ooh. um, he yeah, had a second act. What kind of profile is that? Yeah, he what? he yeah he tried to go he tried to like they thought he was dead, and then he reemerged, 
And then he started teasing the cops again and saying, I have a victim in mind and all that kind of bullshit. And then uh, when they ended up catching him, this was this was his reaction to when they caught him. And what they did after they caught him on the floppy disk, that was one thing. But what he did to one of his victims was he killed her. He hung her up on a on a pole and or a pipe or something. And then he he jacked off and came on the floor. And they kept that DNA and they were able to match it later to his daughter. What? And that's how they were able to pin it on him. That's fucked up. Never give anybody your DNA. So here we go. You don't know how it'll come in handy. Into a room that we have prepared. And he's yeah. talking. So this kind of danced around for so, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it anywhere. You can't. So here we go. This is a, the, the DNA thing. And they can nail it. Yep. Anyway, you can get out the DNA, right? No, I just mean your kids. Look at this. Look at this. You can't get out your DNA unless you've had a total blood transfer and lost every organ. It's there. And there's at the almost the exact three hour mark of them being in the room. And he said, You got me. I'm, I'm BTK. Yes, you guys know. There you go. They're talking to him. Yeah, that, because they caught him with the DNA evidence. They already had him pinned. There was no way out of it. Look at his reaction here. Look at his reaction here. This fucking. You know what this is? Dennis Rader starts poking look at him. his finger forcefully on this floppy disk. And he says, I got a question. I need to ask. Sure, do you like? Okay, you like. Because I was trying to catch you. And Lieutenant Lamb says, well, I was trying to catch you. It took a while for Dennis Ray. Yeah. That's how they got the DNA from him touching it? No, no, no. They got the, his DNA? They got because he came on the floor somewhere where he killed this this oh. poor girl. And the and the DNA stayed there all those years? No, they collected it. They had collected they, it. they like, it or something? Huh? And they, like, yeah, they it, had it in storage. <laughs> they had it in storage. Wow. Yeah. Imagine being the guy that has to do that. You have. I know. Yeah. Imagine being the guy who was like in charge of like keeping track of like the FBI's like killer like... cum like <laughs> repertoire. Yeah. Like, but that was his thing. Just... Like he would leave like cum everywhere all over his freaking victim sites. This is disgusting. Again, again, that seems like somehow more reasonable to me than than fucking a, a rotting corpse. <laughs> I can't get over that. That's I mean, the there's thing. No, there's. There's mm -hmm. kids that will do things. All right, let's keep going. Uh, yes, I uh, had some sexual fantasies. Oh, well, let's back up a little bit. At that point in time, I redid Mr. Otero, took the bag over his head, uh, went over, and then the junior, oh, oh, before that, she asked me to uh, to uh, save her son. Well, actually, I had to take the bag off, and then I was really upset at that point in time. So basically, when Mr. Otero was down, Mrs. Otero was down, I went ahead and, and uh, took uh, Junior up in the bag over his head and took him to the other bedroom. What did you do then? Uh, put a bag over his head, put a, a cloth over his head, a t-shirt, and a bag so he couldn't tear a hole in it. And uh, he ultimately died from that. And then when I went back, uh, Josephine had woke back up. What did you do then? And I took her to the basement and eventually uh, hung her. Uh, you hung her in the basement? Yes, sir. Did you do anything else at that time? Yes, I uh, had some sexual fantasies. Okay. That was uh, after she was hung. Dude, PMI, bro. What did you do that day? We went through the house, uh, kind of cleaned it up, uh, called the right-hand room, open room, room, uh, picked everything up. I think I took uh, Mr. Otero's watch. There, I guess I took a radio. I, uh, I forgot about that, but apparently I took a radio. Why did uh, you take these things? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. But, uh, what? That's what ideal. Maybe you have like a wife and kid. Yeah, so I think that that's enough from fucking. Boring, man. I don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like the that, that's the thing about it. Like he's talking about committing four murders, yeah. and the way he says he's like, oh, yeah, and then you know he talked about like he went to the fucking store that day, and he was like, yeah, oh, I know. Motion, it's very flat. It's very flat. Yeah. Like I, I've had um, 
kids that I've worked with that they're, mm. they're like that. I mean, I had yeah. one kid that like, you know, he said to me, he was like, oh yeah, he's like, every day he was like, I, you know, think about going into a school and blowing it up. I mm. still want to rape um, children. I'm still attracted to little boys. I still want to yes. have sex with um, animals. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's, they're flat because what a lot of times they're also waiting to see what your reaction is going to be. Yes. Right. Cause they need your cues to know how to act. Yes. Because and they want your weird, reaction. Man. Yeah. They want your reaction. So you really have to like, you know, I mean, it's fucking sick. Yeah. But it and like, and, me when like, I have, like, and, and you know, take what he said just and repeat what he was just going through. He said, I put a bag over this little kid's head. I strangled another little kid. I strangled the wife. I put a bag over this dude's head and they were all struggling and screaming for their lives. The mom said, you know, spare my son in the middle of all this. Then he hung up a, a little girl and then, yeah. yeah. That, that's, yeah. What, that's what he just went about saying, but he says it in such a fucking Boring flat way. way. It's, like, it's yeah. so fucking like, what the hell? Like, you what know, was it, his was here? and no, and, and here's the thing. Yeah, he was in the military, and see, the other part of it is he, yeah, he had a position in the church. He lived a normal family life. He had, he has a daughter out there that just found out, you know, mm-hmm. out of the blue that yeah, his her dad was BTK. The wife found out he was, uh, she, he, she was married to BTK. You know, the that's what I'm saying. They're all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know, what do you? They're not that's all just I... like single sickos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, like not all sociopaths are like that, right? Uh-huh. We know sociopaths. I mean, ever I think there's I don't even I wouldn't even say people everyone's a sociopath. So I think that term is really overused. There I think people have traits of certain things. Yeah, and I and for, people for have me traits. This, yeah, for me this is one dude that's really fucking hard to pin down. Yeah, people he's just traits. very well to me he's just very detached and cold and flat. Yeah. His affect is like nothing there's nothing in there it's weak. Uh, my uh one of my good friends was murdered in 2017 and i can remember like we all wrote victim impact statements mm-hmm. and uh they could be extremely powerful oh yeah um i mean it was super yeah. fucked up because dude got third degree murder he'll walk in like 10 mm-hmm. years um but you know those statements can be very powerful um and they can be they're they can be moving to the victims mm-hmm. his was a little long yeah but you know if he got what he needed out of it um mm-hmm. yeah btk though isn't i don't know he just doesn't interest me much <laughs> i know like how come no one likes ramirez i don't understand he seems like you the would jail. Jail. <laughs> well okay somebody <laughs> likes him then <laughs> so or i so said somebody likes him so okay, that's kind of like when when uh other like white women mm. uh i mean i know i'm white obviously mm. but when like what when yeah, uh, women yeah. they think that ted bundy's hot yeah, that's yeah, another he, thing that I wanted to ask you about before all this. The, the, before we, I do not yeah. think that Ted Bundy's hot. I think that, a listen. Of, I could see his, being into him, though, because he's alpha. It, well, you know? he's, yeah, he's his features are, you know, he's he's handsome and he's extremely charming mm-hmm. and, uh, and all of that. But, like, to say, like, that I, you know. But, again, I mean, look, women do that with, uh, who was the kid that, um, the... The movie theater shooter, the Aurora shooting. Yeah, the kid that did that. They there were there were women that thirsted after him. Yeah, that's for a minute. Really? Yeah, right. What's that? Say? I mean, I, I try to wrap my mind around that shit because I mean, with Ramirez is the same thing. Yes, Ramirez. Like women loved Ramirez. Um, loved him, and he was. He was you know, depraved man. That like. Oh yeah, he was in the fourth. 
dimension. Like yeah. he was very like he definitely. Yeah, I think had, that was like, a dude oh, with the orange hair. Was was uh yeah, was the Aurora no. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was the Aurora guy. But I remember like talk about him. What the fuck? You guys all have like the lame serial killers that do wrong. Yeah, he's not a serial killer. He was a mass. Shooter. Yeah, he was a mass shooter, but um. Well, I guess we don't have serial killers anymore. We have mass shooters. Yeah, that can, this seems to be like the change, right? We have mass well, killers I'm instead saying, of serial killers. Our serial killers are all at the government. Yeah, they mm. work for McKinsey. Mm. Like, yeah. It would be nice seeing politicians on trial for that shit, mm. but it would be better to see a bunch of like swarmy McKinsey reps. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know? he was, I mean, he was a, but it, that was more like gang shit, right? That wasn't even. Yeah, you know. he only he killed two people. <laughs> I, it, I don't think it counts as a serial killer, and I think yeah, yeah no. it was. Some and it, it doesn't fit that whole mindset, but uh, right. yeah, well, I guess the, the last one I wanted to go into was the, the Dahmer and Gacy thing. If that's cool, Marie, you want to stay on just for? Yeah, that's a little bit. fine. No, because right. I just needed to like eat something to, like. Uh, no, yeah. I, no, we'll we'll bounce in and out of it. I just wanted to get to this one part where with uh, Dahmer and Gacy, it was a similar thing because it was it it seemed like it resonated from this whole homosexual repression thing that I, I'm not sure what got mixed into the what how all that got into the mix into their heads and manifested itself in this way, but it 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 definitely seemed like it played a large part in what they ended up doing. Oh yeah, like Gacy because he was very closeted, Gacy, and then the, his yeah. um dad used to like beat the shit out of him and his dad would ridicule him mm -hmm. um and he was like a, a a kind of a chubby kid he didn't fit in um mom wasn't you know there for him but yeah he was you know he was gay and he was closeted right and um, he was married he was married he had kids too right he yeah he got married he was on like the the jc's or whatever oh, i forget what what it's called but mm -hmm. like he did he was like a, a community man i mean he used yeah. to dress up he was a prominent person he, but here's the other thing about Gacy. Gacy was had been arrested before he, before he started, um, like killing. killing. He was he he was arrested for sodomizing. Uh, yeah, for sexual assault. Yeah, and um, he did great in jail. Like he was extremely friendly. Like I think he started yeah, like a creep chapter in prison or some shit. Uh -huh. Yeah, then he got out, and then it was like he um. He had a crawl space. He put yeah. them. In, so yeah, there was space. a so the way it was with Gacy, he had a crawl space underneath his house, and he would just dump the bodies underneath there, and he laid them out in a very specific pattern, though. And then um, eventually, the whole house smelled like rotting bodies. Um, and yeah, you couldn't stand to be in that fucking house. And uh, he eventually tried to go and cover these bodies up with with a lie and 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 try to dissolve them in some way. And uh, they went and searched the house because by the time they ended up catching him, there was he ran out of space underneath his house, and mm -hmm. then he started dumping were... the bodies uh, in the river that was nearby. This dude, this right. was this dude was over where you live, Matt, in the, in near Chicago. So um, yeah, I think he was really not far from me either. Yeah, I think he was in the north. Oh yeah, side, yeah, yeah. Really. He, he, and mm -hmm. he. I, uh, I also do have to say that there is a lyric uh, in a tw you guys know the rapper Twista from Chicago. Twisted. Yeah, I've heard of Twister. Okay, so uh, on one of the great, great album Adrenaline Rush, on the um, album track, the Adrenaline Rush, Twister has this lyric, and it's he says, "And y'all can't chase me, or and y'all can't phase me. I bury all my victims in a wall like Gacy. <laughs> Gacy didn't bury Ugh. his victims in the wall; he buried them in the floor. So Twista, I need you to switch that. <laughs> I know that you wrote yeah. it in '96." Yeah, and y'all can't chase me. I bury all my victims in a wall like Gacy. Too yeah. lyrical. That's a good fucking joke. <laughs> no, just forfeit it. No, so let's let's play a little bit of the Dahmer interview. Jeffrey because has a secret homosexuality was only one force that drove him into his own world. I want to get the psyop. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I don't think we can stay on these long-winded clips. I mean, 
for that long. But yeah, I mean, that but was that, that relational piece. He didn't mm-hmm. feel accepted. And yes. there were so there were signs when he was growing up, you know, he was killing animals. Um, yes. If somebody would, he had absentee parents because mm-hmm. you can say all the time, oh, he grew up in a nuclear family, blah, 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 blah. Like mm-hmm. his parents got divorced. Every parent gets divorced. But it's bigger than that. If the right. kid does not feel accepted, if the kid feel like, so there were signs that, you know, somebody could have stepped in at some point, mm-hmm. but they didn't and um, yeah and then you know talking about like the inspire word of god and abomination i mean where does that lead you when you kill 17 people you know because right. of where you are mentally because of that mental uh, abuse you know at least that type of mental abuse right um and in the in the long run would that have made a difference for somebody like that i'd say a lot of things have to go wrong in order for you to end up doing what he did yeah no yeah he's a total creep as well yeah i wonder like um didn't you say there was other ones who were like you know had been like repressed and couldn't like come out uh well yeah G- gacy was another one so uh let yeah. me, let's play a little Just bit those of those two or was that like a thing those are like the two you should play the victim <clears throat> statement you have the victim statement from J- Dahmer. oh yeah Dahmer the, yeah we, we i think i played yeah. i played uh i played that one the one where the sister goes off that yeah. is fucking brutal yeah and he and you know why he's not wearing glasses he couldn't look at them mm-hmm. he couldn't that's why he did not wear glasses when he was they were reading his they had him in trial he did not go to trial he was not go. he was like i did it take me uh-huh. kill me and the, but that death. was after the i mean that was after the fact they tried he tried to stop the cops from going into that back room where he had the body oh yeah they uh-huh. he tried to stop them but like so, after they got him he wasn't he was like yeah he was like oh, for, yeah so the oh, way he was yeah. caught the way Dahmer was, was caught was it was similar to the to the 14 year old that that escaped um he had kidnapped another uh, another gay dude later on and similarly he got out he was he went out and he had fucking cuffs on he found a cop and then he said like this motherfucker's trying to kill me and shit and um he the cop actually went back to the place with him and when uh the whole the back room thing and they actually got in there they found an, an altar of like nine skulls and Whoa. and then in the in the refrigerator there was a variety of body parts and he would keep biceps, yeah biceps heart. certain parts the heart uh genitalia uh and so it was like um what's his name from from major league <laughs> which, which, <laughs> which, 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 i do it myself yeah yeah and that's what he would do to, but and, and to him what he says he tries to make this point really clear is this was these were not hate crimes it wasn't a thing about i hated black people it was a thing about i was more attracted to these individuals and i wanted to keep them with me right. for as long as possible so he said that he would eat them to so that the way they become part of him yeah so like he was a sick like have, like, being able to admit something like that being able to like say something like that in court is like i feel like that's got to qualify you as insane by itself yeah and that's oh, what they know, and that's what they try to go to that's what the, that's the defense that they always clearly insane, man like what but it's really hard so i um i know a social worker in virginia that only does um not guilty by reason of insanity cases or so mm. she works with ever with anybody in the state of virginia <clears throat> that has been um convicted not guilty by reason of insanity like she works with these clients mm-hmm. um there's so many hoops and steps that you have to go through yeah prove that you are like not guilty by reason of insanity um because it's, it's very hard to prove competency is a little bit easier to prove 
-hmm. Like if you can prove that somebody doesn't understand the court system. And and see, that's that's the thing. These guys understand every fucking thing they did. They know what it is. There was no way that you could pull them on competency or anything. And you couldn't even pull them on not guilty by reason of insanity because what is insanity? You know what I mean? Like it's very hard. You have to be completely out of your mind at the time while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like and the the thing that they that gives them away is how much of an effort they make to go ahead and conceal their track so they can keep killing. Right. Somebody who is not guilty by reason of insanity is not going to conceal their tracks. They're not going to do any of that. It's everything Um, is way too planned out, man. Everything's way too planned out from these dudes. Like, like, uh, well, let's... We have, like, uh-huh. the standard for uh, insanity cases, like, where we're just constantly trying to, like, you know, get rid of as many, uh, like, claims as possible, you know, to make it all just as punitive as possible. Uh-huh. And, like, I feel like in a lot of ways it would be better if they had trials and they were like, no, this guy's clearly crazy. Just, mm-hmm. it, I feel like it, it normalizes it in a way. Yeah. And you're like, no, this guy's not crazy. You mm-hmm. know, he just wanted to kill all these people. If they'd had a system I, that kind of more funneled more of these killers towards like, no, he's going to go in a fucking padded cell for the rest of his life. Like, don't, you know, you, you have to do that there. to these people because like, the, look at the, the, the common thing. The other common thing is they describe this shit as a compulsion. They describe this as some shit that that's yeah. like some kind of addiction. Right. There's and that's what, you know, that's what like with the criminal justice system and the prison system mm. and, and all that. Like, I know that, you know, there's this big argument of like, well, if we abolish the police, like, what are we going to do yeah. with, you know, serial killers and murders? And yeah. I get and that. Can, and I, I can, and that's a big argument but, from the older generation too, because that's when these dudes were really running loose. Right. But there's... the other thing is, is that if you, you can cut out a lot of that punitive shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they need to be in, do, are there people that need to be locked up for the rest of their lives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But there has to be a distinction, right? Uh, And there, and it can't always be all punishment. If there is a chance that they can be rehabilitated, even if it's to be able to live in prison, Mm -hmm. then do it. Then why are we not doing it? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because there are a lot of people that, you know, are in in prison. and 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 it's difficult to kind of think that way because of the shit that these guys do, you know, like, if you look at how BTK just talked about all of his shit, imagine well, trying to right. take that dude and rehabilitate him so that way he could feel something, I guess. So there's an article that I wanted to bring up um, uh-huh. and we can like link it or whatever, but it's, you can Google yeah, it. It's exactly about, it's, yeah. uh, it's about, can you call a child a psychopath? Yes. So this Good guy, point, like the, because they won't give money to people who want to study. What mm-hmm. we call it is with kids is callous and unemotional traits, right? right? Like that's our term for it. Um, but it's very, very difficult to get research money for it. Like uh-huh. actually that's what I was going to do my um, doctorate on. I was going to look at kids and callous and unemotional traits. And if they can be treated in a mental health facility or like RTF rather than a juvenile facility. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like who this on the guy, wire would you say is callow and indifferent? Like is that like a is it like a Wallace trait or like a what oh like callous and unemotional traits yeah it's like a it's, so if I if I looked at it in a wire sense it's like like Marlowe, um okay. Avon like they're very but like there's but here's the thing like there's always I, I don't know if I could do it in a wire sense so but this okay let me go back to this article though mm-hmm. this psychiatrist he takes a group of all these kids. To fund the cops and Marie get resources. Good, to do his job better. Better. Thank you. Yes. I, I can't not, say uh, the S slur. Uh-huh. But, uh, but mm-hmm. he takes these groups of kids and he, and he studies them to see, can you teach kids empathy? 
kids that have never been because they'll say like well you can't be born with a conscience right you're right can you teach kids empathy or can you teach them to be you might not be able to teach them empathy mm-hmm. but can you teach them to be law-abiding citizens to be that that you could probably teach but if but yeah i mean to but that you, point you can't, empathy, right. really? what you can't make you can't force somebody to have empathy mm-hmm. right and but really? also too there's really interesting things like they like people that are like very flat and have like like kids with callous and unemotional traits right mm-hmm. um they always have like low blood pressure that's interesting like, there, so you think there's like physiological Whoa. things behind some of this stuff right absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. because trauma every like trauma all of that it stays in your body it stays right. in your system yeah and, you know and, what I mean? and the, another common thing is uh they said damage to a certain part of your brain the frontal lobe of your brain yeah because yes. that's mm-hmm. your ability to weigh risks and consequences yes so that's what we like i argue when i was doing court stuff i would argue about um the kids is that your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 right mm-hmm. the last part mm-hmm. to fully develop is your frontal lobe that's interesting your frontal lobe way is the where so you if weigh that the, between the risk, right. uh, like risks and, and co- consequences, uh huh. And so that doesn't. If, I mean, if you're saying that you have frontal lobe damage from the time that you're a kid, and then you grow up that way, and then that even if you don't have frontal lobe damage, because like as a kid, your frontal lobe isn't fully developed. So right. For instance, we've all done dumb shit as kids, right? Yeah. Um, so there's been multiple stories of kids like throwing um like sandbags or whatever over like overpasses, and people have died. Mm-hmm sandboxes mm-hmm. about, like have hit cars you know people have died and kids have been charged with adults for that but you have to look at okay was this like a crime that they like did they this, understand what the implications of what they were doing they didn't yeah, understand what the i feel implications like were. yeah i Go feel ahead. like i would have done that before yes yeah. we've like, all done that done it, but like thought about doing it before mm-hmm. dumb shit should that kid go to prison for the rest of his life right no you know pizza delivery robberies i've had multiple kids do these dumb fucking pizza delivery robberies right and Mm. and that's why i always say pizza delivery drivers that their jobs are way more unsafe they get murdered so much more than cops yeah yeah they get murdered they get robbed all the time but like it's not a thought out and calculated crime it's a group of kids being like i'm hungry i needed money and i'm not excusing it right i'm not mm. excusing it by any means but it's a group of kids being like you know what i need money let's rob a pizza delivery driver oh. they're using a phone that they can track they're doing you know what i mean like they're calling the same people there's no um pl- real plan behind it so you can prove that even more in a court of law that a kid should be treated as a child and in the juvenile system rather than the adult system mm-hmm. their frontal lobes are fully developed uh, that's why yeah. i think too that you should have so most states go by 18 and up right uh-huh. like that's <clears throat> legal you're what you're an adult but brain science tells us and supreme court agrees with it because we under, have under your yeah right it, it agrees that your brain isn't fully developed until 25 so w- what should we be doing with these like 18 to 25 year olds that mm-hmm. commit crime i don't think that we should be putting them in prison for the rest of their lives i yeah, think that we should have a separate yeah we have to have a separate wow. standard for them like a separate parole board or something right. because they're yeah. youthful like right. we have to and you know to, to bounce back to manson right. really quick quick those women that that did those murders on behalf of manson they were right. all in their early 20s or even younger yeah. i think leslie van Houten, i think was like 19 or some crazy shit like that you know? right and they're gonna die in prison a couple i think one of them did die in prison because yeah, of some shit they did when they were in their early 20s out. 
The one trying well, to get out because the, she was well, dying of cancer. You know, but... this is, but uh, there was, there were actually, Leslie Van Halen, I don't think she, she had cancer, but she qualified for parole multiple times. And Gavin Newsom, every time, overrode her yeah. parole and what? didn't let her out. What a fucking dick. Like, but it's yeah, the, because it's the feminist. crime. They'll look at how handsome they were all, the okay, crime is. They'll and, look right, at and, if, if, it can be, if the person yeah. can be rehabilitated. And, and see, to me, when you look at those women, maybe I'm just being naive, but they're not the same fucking people that they were when they were in their early fucking 20s. You know, just well, that, no, dude, nobody is. no, and that, but I mean to be to be that, per, but the the other part of it is their original sentence. They all got death, and they got commuted to life. Yeah. Oh, so they yeah. should be lucky they're still alive. So I mean, there's that part of it too. But I mean, I mean if, that's so punitive. Why does it have to mm-hmm. like? Why do you have to, you know, put them to death? Like send them in prison mm-hmm. for life? Like it's not. Yeah. You know, if you look it, at effective prison systems they don't mm-hmm. have that yeah you know? right it's not stopping anything and here's the thing with what we've seen with all of these serial killers and, uh-huh. and i don't want people to think that like i am this like great social worker that can save everybody and, and shit like that because i can't I, i'm fucked up just like everybody else i just have a specific no like i have a little bit more knowledge than others on uh-huh. these subjects or whatever mm-hmm. but um a lot of these things could be intervened if you intervene early, you can do mm-hmm. a lot of things. You can change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it goes down to where the money goes. Right. So is the funding going to go to intervention or is it going to go to the prison system? And I mean, right? yeah, if it's yeah. to the punitive thing, I mean, that's not preventative. It's after the fact. You know, you're not yeah. doing anything to go ahead and stop. You know, and yeah, serial killers probably aren't as big a, a problem as they were when people weren't as aware of how present they are. But they're right. still out there. There's one. Uh, in Long Island, that still hasn't been caught. The Long Island serial killer is still out there. They don't know who the fuck he is. There's a dude. There was these uh, a couple. I don't know how many it was, but there were like young men in Pittsburgh that kept disappearing or falling in the river or whatever. And mm-hmm. people were swearing that it was like a serial killer. Um, yeah, they're still out there. I mean, you're gonna have to have some form of law. Like, listen, I'm all for abolishing the police. I think that they're. I think that they make society worse. I do think we do have to have some type of like profiling system and some type of system to put serial killers, you know, away somewhere. Put them in a fucking state hospital, bring the state hospital system back and put them in a a, a forensic psych hospital. Like at least you have to at least give some form of humanity. I, I know that these people have done horrible fucking things. I mean, some of the, you know, women that are like, um, people that the the article that i read the liz burning article like the i forget what his name was but his crime he killed a two-year-old and they accused him also of raping the two-year-old and that's a rosalie i think oh something oh i think we lost maria there we go all right got you back all right we're good like at the end of the day like you have to show some type of fucking humanity right Um, you know keep him locked up he needs to be in prison for the rest of his life was it and, necessary to put him to death? No. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh-huh. go for a minute. I know. I have um, my theories about why we don't see so many serial killers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you think it has anything to do with the like the country and the like workforce you know, labor? Like, you know, I had a, like, I, I kind of had a, a, I kind of had a theory that maybe um, there's different kinds of turn. I mean, there. You know? Well, the the theory I had was that there's more. Uh, types of outlets that a lot of people can go ahead and take this these these displaced kinds of emotions and funnel it towards something that isn't murder you know um 
for for whatever it is, I mean, you have a bunch of different shit that you could put your mind off of when you're drifting off into your own fucking world. You know what I mean? And and on Look some level, CEOs. I think that has to happen. What what was right. that? Look at CEOs. They're yeah. sociopaths. Yeah. CEOs yeah. I feel like there's more. There's killings we don't know about, right? I feel uh-huh. like there's killers out there who are just better at hiding their tracks. Yeah. Right. And then, like, if you wanted to get caught, you would do like spree killing, right? Mm-hmm. You would do some shit like that. I mm-hmm. think. You know? Oh yes, I do remember that. There, I that was. I think you're talking about the Bucks County one. Mm-hmm. That's a different one, PJ. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Pittsburgh, but I know the, I think I know the one you're talking about. Mm. Um, uh, let's play the the Gacy clip before we get out of here. So let's see. Gacy was great. Right there right? we go. Against the trunk of the car, and told him that he was under arrest for a drug violation. So they arrested him on a drug violation. Just ten days after Rob Peace disappeared, John Wayne Gacy was headed for jail on a drug charge. He was connected to several charge? missing boys, but not a single body had been found. And they were in his Gacy house the whole time? Station. Yeah. A second search of his house. Why didn't they look there? Well, there it is, second search of his house. By the spring of 1992, the Menard State Penitentiary in downstate Illinois had been John Wayne Gacy's home for 13 years. And so, by the time he agreed to be interviewed, he had an answer for everything. Even when he was asked about the odor from the crawl space, Gacy had an explanation. What was it? Wasn't he the one who bought the house? Yeah, he would dress as a clown. That's what they call him, the killer clown. He did a killing? Really? What? No, he didn't, he didn't kill in a clown outfit. He did it? I thought he killed in a clown outfit. No. He was a... He was As like the this day in December 1978, because the truth about the crawl space became international news on the Oh, they were right there, that kind of crawl space? Yeah. It wasn't even like... Of December 21st, no! Wow, they were right there he the tried whole time. He didn't know about it, that like, it could have happened. The second search of his house. But he wasn't home uh-huh. for While some officers looked for evidence upstairs, two went below into the crawl space. Moving on hands and knees, the evidence technician surveyed the muddy ground. One officer took a shovel, dug down about six inches, and pulled up something hard. It was a oh. bone. While held at a local police station, Gacy complained. Oh, so they weren't rotting down there. Rushed to a nearby hospital. Buried them. Yeah. Detective David Hackmeister met him there. I thought they were just right underneath the floorboards. No, he he buried them. When I got a phone call from my. But they still smelled. Yeah, the whole fucking house smelled. Yeah, he put lye on them and. Yeah, after after the fact, they were there for a long time. Just being released. Like some some liar, row house. And I advised him at that point that he was under arrest for murder. Did he get off on like the smell I don't know, man. I'm ready to clear the air. He then confessed oh. to the murder of more than 30 young men and boys. His very many. Held nothing back. He talked about the very first person that he killed uh, and that he um, he had stabbed him to death and that caused such a mess that he had to come up with another plan after that. Every so, person that he killed thereafter, he came up with a plan to strangle. The specific case of torture been allowed to live freely as a gay man, he wouldn't have killed all these boys. I mean, there's an argument for that, I think. And yeah, I'd say there's an argument as for Casey it. Talk, I mean, he also, too, he him. probably could have had way better about what he had done. There was none. Father, in the confession room, I most clearly remember that uh, there was no remorse. Yeah. Very, very cold about it. 
by the next day, like you were saying earlier, about like you're not John the world's Casey's greatest social worker, you're just good at it. It's like, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people just need somebody, like, just reading about Ramirez, it's like, he has a fucked up childhood, and somebody had just, you know, taken an interest in him, right? That's why I'm very big on relational stuff, it's relational, relational, relation, because, like, I did that, yeah, man, they were taking out the bodies like that, look at that, yeah, on that first day, yeah, it's really important, huh? Established that would last as long as the digging. The continued. relational piece, absolutely. Each afternoon, Dr. Stein would report the discoveries of the day. In the garage, there was just this one skeletalized remain, and in the house itself, also a skeletalized remain. No one knew how many bodies would eventually be found, but based on Gacy's confession, officials speculated that the number would be considerable. When this whole thing's over, it was more than thirty. You might be yeah. They think he killed more than yeah thirty. God, how is he so good at it? You get better at it. The, the way Kemper says it. What does Kemper say about Gacy? I don't, I don't think they commented on each other. Yeah, I don't think they commented on each other. Yeah, I don't think they Gacy's information about the graveyard. There's like other serial killers' favorite serial killers. Yeah. I yeah, that would be like funny to start out yeah. in 1993 that 50% of the American families will be single parented and that shows a breakdown they... in the church and not being able to hold families together and for this reason children run away from home and seek love in other places twice divorced himself Whoa. he still claimed to live his own life according to very strict standards how I've creepy is that this is on tv even now but do you see how because uh, I, I don't it's, I don't it's, it's, it's the same as like having a coat a good father yeah a concerned citizen he said he was also a dedicated community servant. I always felt that yeah. service community. But he wasn't saving anybody if he was killing them. You know, in my religious background, I thought he was going to come back to serve you. Ironically, for people who knew Gacy before his arrest, his statements were actually. Well, was he killing them for this public life? Again, this wasn't the zombie one, right? No, no, that was Dahmer. Loving father. Yeah, that was Dahmer. Gacy so why was he killing them? So they wouldn't tell everyone he was gay? From Gacy's house yeah. in December 1978. There was no group more stunned than the group of people who consider themselves Gacy's friends. I still find it hard to believe that. Everybody in the neighborhood probably loved him. To those who knew him, John Gacy was not only a successful businessman, he was also a good neighbor. Routinely, he opened his house for lavish holiday theme parties. They said that he had remembered about him most That's him. Was that he there you go. often dressed up as a clown. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He had so Gacy he tried to convince the doctors that he, he uh that he had multiple personality disorder, which yeah. is a act mm-hmm. a very bullshit. We don't even use that like term mm-hmm. anymore, multiple personality. Um, but he tried because they were good at they he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah. Uh at first. And they presented it as like, you know, a Jekyll and Hyde type mm-hmm. thing. But I mean that that's not that far off from what they describe. Like it's a switch that flips, right? Yeah. You know, that's why they're able to live, like, fake double lives. Right, you know? and it goes back to this whole, like, thing of, you know, the your stress, your survival response, fight, mm-hmm. flight, or free. And the, the more you, you know, they become more, um, like, what, what they're doing, they become more slick with what they're doing. And they become more, like, almost like, it's almost in a sick way, like a, a craft. Like, but they know that they have to have this other side to them. So nobody know you know nobody knows about it um or like they can hide it it's interesting kids do that um mm-hmm. kids with severe trauma you'll hear like parents uh like they'll be perfect in school um they will do 
straight A's. Everybody will love them. Um, all the parents in the neighborhood would love this kid. Uh, and then you talk to the parents and the parents are just going through absolute hell. Mm. The kid's stealing food. The kid's mm. hurting the animals. The kid's trying to touch another, you know, another sibling. Um, but on the outside, this kid is, looks great. Like it, it, the kid does, and then the, you know, they'll parent shop or whatever. They'll do what they need to do to survive. Their brain has taught them that. And mm, some, totally. but with Casey and all these serial killers in some sick way, it just mutated. And then they got to this point of like no control where they felt like they needed to kill. Right. Um, all right. I think we could, we, well, you know what, just because you've got brought it up, Matt, we'll, we'll wrap up on, on uh, Richard Ramirez interview and do a quick breakdown. After that, we could get up out of here and stop talking about this, these uh, serial killers for the night. Um, Thanks, there we go. So yeah, the Shout night's out to PJ, dude. And huh? any, everybody in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to David's theory too. What, what was the uh, David's theory again? The movie theater guy was a side off. Oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. He got all these all this grant money. Mm. Dude. From George Soros. <laughs> Colorado and Schultz yep. Medical Campus. Mm -hmm. Twenty one thousand dollar grant from the NIH. Mm. I mean, it's not that much, but <laughs> I mean I think you would charge more if you were doing that kind of hit, did he right? get the death penalty? Ramirez? No. Uh, oh. The Holmes? Aurora. I don't. I'm, I don't oh. think so. I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't, How yeah, many I don't people think so. died in that? Well, it was like twenty something, right, or more? I didn't think it was that many. I thought, I thought it was. Um, let me see. Oh. It's so weird that like there have been so many of those like. Like, a serial killer to me would be, like, odd, right? But, like, mass shootings, it's so, like, fucked because it's been so, there's been so many that have happened, and they just continue to happen that you're just like, okay. Yeah, it was 24. Oh, 24. 24, damn. Yeah. What did he do it for? Because he wanted to watch the world burn? Yeah, it was some, I forget the motivations behind, like, his shit, like, um... I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that um, seems to be like the, the the more modern thing, I guess, like the mass shootings. Yeah, really? And it's always like the same kind of people, too, which was, which is weird. What? Like disaffected like, white dudes? White yeah, that's what it is. Um, I wonder what I'm saying. I think it has to do with like the dynamics in the, the economy and shit. Mm -hmm. I really, well, it does. I mean, it, it it all plays a role and it all goes back to fucking capitalism. Yeah, all goes yeah, back to I it. Think that's true, right? Because we were, yeah, and and see, that's yeah. what I kept trying to like. Matt, you know, Matt wanted to go ahead and tie this thing and look for that connection. And like for me, it was hard to, like to do to go ahead and connect what these, what everybody that we talked about, what they've done, back to some kind of thing about capitalism. You know, so I don't know if you had more of an idea about that, Maria. Well, I, I think that like real killers are killings you do when you feel powerful, and mass shootings are killings you do when you don't feel powerful. Mm. You know, when you feel threatened, I feel like, right? Like when you feel like you're alpha, you do some Bateman shit, some like convoluted plan, you know, like track someone down, pick out your victim and then, you know, take your time with it. When you're like, you know, pissed off and scared, you just run out and go. I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never thought of it in that sense. I just came up I mean, with I, that on the spot. So, I mean, it's kind of a half-assed thing, but I feel like it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know. it makes sense, but I think that... um I mean, I think the way that capitalism and just society like play a role is like there's so many stressors 
like so many environmental stressors, right? Like take out what's just going on in your own home. The environmental stressors that happen, you have to go to work every day. You're struggling to pay your bills. Um, mm-hmm. You know, pe- the people around you, um, you know, they're having their own problems. You know, being at work constantly separates you from social interaction uh, or, you know, or to be able to build a relationship. It, people that mm-hmm. have issues, how do they get help? How do they, you know, where do they start at? You don't have enough money for You won't give us fucking Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you don't give enough money to social services. And then when you do, you completely fuck it up. You give us the wrong shit. Right. You give us things that mm-hmm. you don't have a plan for. You know, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it, I think, yes, are serial killers rare? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, society and all of that, they, it plays a role. Um, especially when it comes to the intervention piece. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is from Holmes said that terrorism isn't the message. The message is there is no message. He wrote in a notebook that he uh, people would erroneously believe the failures with women or, or with jobs led to the shooting. Say where they were expediting catalysts, but they're not the reason. The causation being my state of mind for the past 15 years. Yeah, I think it's just it's like and you know existential dread and like it seems like he was like a failed PhD. It's like the, know, the real like, me is fighting the biological me. So anyways that's my mind it's broken i tried to fix it i made it made it my sole conviction but using something that broke that's broken itself to fix itself proved insurmountable um dysphoric mania i think i think that it's just Mm -hmm. society i mean one we live in one of the most violent societies that has ever existed with the mass murder thing i think you see that a little bit more uh, prevalently here the serial killer thing you kind of see is more of an international sort of phenomenon. right the serial killer thing is more of this relational attachment uh-huh. based piece the mass shootings i'd see is yeah you can tie that more to capitalism but if you think about it ted, well ted bundy didn't feel like they don't feel feel superior they want to feel superior right mm. so they'll do things and, and you know why do they want to feel superior? ted bundy yeah. was a failed law student right you know, mm. yeah. Was he, so, a fa- was he a failed law student because he didn't have it, or because he just was more obsessed with killing? I don't think he passed the LSAT. Wait, did, did he? I'm not sure about if he did. I don't. I'm not. Hold on, I'll look it up. But I don't Wait. think. But he's he's a failed attorney. Mm-hmm. He didn't become an attorney. You know what I mean? Like so. But I think that serial killers are more of of an international thing, where mass shootings are an American. I mean, they happen in other countries, but hmm. so, I think that. The Roar kid, he was the guy who was in the no, he got into law school. Right? He was he was in he law school. That. But he just didn't finish. Yeah. He did okay. one year, he he dropped out after one year. No. Yeah. I mean I don't see. I mean, I I'm sure there's plenty of terrible people who graduate law school, you know. Oh, yeah. Most of them but, are in our country. <laughs> but again, if there was some type of intervention, like yeah, but yeah they won't give us money to study it. Like the guy, yeah, yeah. like the New York yeah, Times. He, they said that he got about a 150. A 150? On, on the LSAT. I think that's pretty good. I forget. I mean, the the over 170 is like great. I got like a 160 something. <laughs> you got like a 160? I thought about taking the LSAT, uh-huh. but I didn't. I Because I was originally going to go hit out a, um, a dual program where you mm-hmm. got your master's in social work and your juris doctorate 
same time. I really wish I would have yeah. went because I think I would have been a badass yeah. public defender. But yeah. what did what did you get, Matt? Just regular JDA. No, the LSAT score. Oh, I forget. Um, I think it was probably pretty good because I got um, I got scholarships and stuff when I first started. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you probably. You well, I I, huh? I I followed the bunny route. I stopped going after two years. And I, I went for three, and then I stopped going because I went in a different route with like businesses and stuff that I've been doing. So yeah, yeah, that just seems better. Really, looking at all the fucking loans, I didn't want to go through another fucking year of loans. Well, I had attorneys tell me they were like, "Dude, don't go." They yeah. were like, "Would yeah. you be good?" Absolutely. Saying, they were like, "Good job." Go. Yeah, that was a, that was the thing I kept. That was the thing I kept weighing because I went through like three years of this shit. And then at yeah. the end of it, I was like, all right, I can go and start a business with a, with two people I can trust, or I could go and finish law school and have like no job prospects. I made yeah. more. <laughs> so the public defenders, uh, I made more than the first year public defenders when I was doing, um, well, I was working my full-time job as a therapist and doing expert witness work. On top of that, I mm -hmm. made more than the public defenders. Oh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. I, I believe insane. it. I, I believe it. No. It's insane. But... Um, because the, some of the public defenders that I worked with, mm. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like just amazing attorneys. And I've worked with like civil attorneys too, because they mm. did a lot of the um, juvenile lifer cases. And as much as I love them, they have no idea mm. what the hell goes on in criminal court. Um, but I've heard law school, like the way that they teach it, it's just very archaic. And um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. And then I think <laughs> to be fair to Ted Bundy, <laughs> The first year is very is very very stressful. They they it's a very heavy uh, course load. They throw a lot on you. Homework makes you kill people. Come on. Yeah. I, no, it's for it's for dropping out. <laughs> for dropping out after it's one year. For dro that was my the extent of my defense. Is he dropped out after one year? A lot of people drop out after one year. They get stressed out with the the course load and they decide that it's not for them. Yeah. I mean, did, did you have a podcast itself? All twos and up. Who left law school? Yeah, I, I was in all three. <laughs> So I, stopped going. I didn't go to law school, but I did get accepted to a doctorate program, but I didn't go. Oh, you're just so going to go flex on us like that. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please. These are actually the doctors. So. Yeah. Oh, should I start calling you doctor? Dr. <laughs> Matt. Oh yeah, Dr. Matt. Yeah. I'm going to put doctor in my, in my profile. <laughs> doctor, see, that's what we got to change it. You got to, we got to change your, your handle. Dr. Tom Hanks. Dr. Tom Hanks. I told everybody that I wasn't going to use it like professionally. Uh, I was just going to make people in my personal yep. life call me Dr. Uh, Guido. And all my friends <laughs> were like, I'm not going to call you that. I'm like, but it would be friends then yep. if I get it. Um, but yeah. So uh, let, let's go to Ramirez to close this thing off. Um, so Ramirez, he was active in uh, California, Southern California, Northern California mostly. He c did come over here to El Paso. He's from my home city of El Paso. He went to oh, my oh. same. Yeah, he went to my same high school, actually. <laughs> hey, oh, shit. Dude, you got one of, like, who was the most famous person that went to your high school? Yeah, I, actually, I think he was. Um, Mine is Arjun Umberger. Uh, let me let me like should let me let me make sure because I think this is the one that my teacher would talk about. Yeah, he went to yeah he went to Jefferson High School. That was the the high school that I went to, um, and I think there was a teacher that taught him because he he had just been there that they had just been there for that long that they remembered him. Dude, that's your claim to fame. You know, Ted <laughs> yeah, Bundy yeah. went to oh, Temple not, for one semester. Um, Bundy went to did? Temple for one semester in Philly. Yeah, wow. yeah. My friend Dan Davin, mm -hmm. who was on our uh, my podcast, worst uh -huh. we get. Um, was I allowed to say that? Yeah. For, what, okay, so I, I didn't know what podcast uh, code was, but um, what? no, uh, he said he's gonna make um, 
that he was going to make uh, bumper stickers that said Ted Buddy went to Temple for one semester. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, and the, the well, yeah, so Ramirez, he apparently he did attack some people when he was here. He had family here. He lived in California. He would go and what he would do, he was called the Night Stalker. He would sneak into the back of people's houses. He would look he for people who left town, their right? I think that's the way it started out. He might have been, but he would look for window people who left their windows or their doors open and just go check and see who can get who would let who would leave it open so he could go in. He would take their shit and then he would either most of the time it was a uh, shooting on the back of the head while they were asleep. And uh, see, in my dumbass, that's how I would die because I like my dumbass would have like unlocked the window to like smoke a joint or some uh -huh. shit and I forgot to do it. And then Richard yeah. Ramirez would have killed him. Yeah, and he uh he he raped a few of his victims. Uh, he, he raped an like I think it was a an older lady, so it wasn't like a type in that way. It, it's kind of hard to nail They're this thing place. down. 79, 22, yeah. 34, 30, 22. Yeah. Uh, and uh he stabbed yeah he was really all over the place and he, he, the the extent for he i think he had traveled at one point to northern california so they were having a, a hard time getting a beat on him he was also like a petty thief so he was a carjacker and uh, they had his fingerprints on file from when he did steal a car and um at one point he left a a a, a, a shoe print on one of the in front of the, one of the houses that he broke into and when he he did that the news advertised that they have a shoe print of, from the killer and he was watching his own press clippings and saw that they and knew what shoe he had and he went to the nearest bridge and threw them off the bridge so then uh, they, just... yeah he threw his shoes away before because they knew that there was a way they were going to catch him see so and they, him, they, they found his shoes no that's not how the way they caught him because he got rid of the shoes what they ended up doing oh, later yeah. is they is he had a fingerprint or they caught a fingerprint at one of the crime scenes and they had his fingerprint on file from when he was when he had he stolen, stolen a car, a car. And um, they were able to backtrack him through the system. And at this time, he had come over here to El Paso. While, and while he was gone, all of this broke. In, in, in Southern Cal, all of this shit broke. And they identified him. They knew who he was. They were looking for Richard Ramirez. He's the Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. And then he came back on a Greyhound bus. And he was just kind of unassuming. Thought it was still good. And um, he, he just noticed everybody started looking at him. They're like, what? And, and he's like, what is, what is everyone looking at me? And he goes into one of the neighborhoods. And he starts a... Um, he was at a convenience store and this old lady uh saw him and uh was reading the newspaper with his fucking thing on there and then she starts pointing at him and is like el matador el matador it means uh, the killer the killer and then yeah once when she said that um he realizes his face is on the fucking front of the paper so he starts dipping and he tries to steal a car tries to get out of there and the whole neighborhood came after his ass and jumped him and the cops once once the cops got there they actually saved him from getting killed by the by the mob they shouldn't just Whoa. let the mob kill him. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I know. They were beating this motherfucker to death, and then he, there was a whole trial thing. He had this pentagram on his on his palm. He would say random shit yeah. in, in the court, like you know, hail Satan and all he this got shit about. Court, yeah, too. he got he, one of the one of the women that was like entranced with him ended up marrying him. Why was he yeah. lame ass? He sounds metal as fuck. Yeah, and like, uh, and this is an interview he from satanic shit before he got into the yeah he was a, he was into saying that satanic shit because his family was oh, one of his older cousins got him into that shit and he was like a PTSD dude that came back like from the military all fucked up in the head and then he ended up blowing his brains out but apparently like he would bully uh, Ramirez when he was growing up and there was uh, he exposed him to a lot of violent imagery and a lot of shit like that when he was little. And um, that's the way he kind of grew up. In 1985, Doreen Loy wrote him 75 Loy. letters of yeah. incarceration. Yeah. So, proposed and they married on October 3rd, 1996. Mm -hmm. So wait, 
just what he was borderline special ed. Yeah, but they so did they ever try to fight competency or did they try to fight uh, I mean, not that, guilty? No, I mean like his did. whole fucking thing about it was just so callous. Like he didn't give a fuck. He was just like fuck it. Like, yeah. Did he go to trial? He went. To he went trial. to trial. They had a whole trial about it, and then he not at, guilty. No, at, at one point, no, no. Actually, you know what they did? They I think that he did have a, a death sentence commuted because when they commuted, when they sentenced him to death, pending when he died. It says. Yeah. Well, when he it wasn't commuted. Yeah, okay, it wasn't he was still on death row. Well, so this is what when when they sentenced him to death, he um the, the last words out of his trial where he said, Big deal, death always came with the territory. And they dragged him off. Yeah. So this is so this is his uh night this is the interview with the night stalker Richard Ramirez. Um he's got like the best like name too. In some form or another. Convicted serial killer Richard Ramirez seemed to relish the concept of evil. Once he has a really cold eye. Yeah. California. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to Everyone is like honest with it. The rest of them are all like fucking, embodiment. you know, yes, like weirdos. He's just like fucking hail Satan, man. Yeah. Yeah. Some people and do evil. In the summer of 1985, the Texas drifter descended like a deadly disease on a hot drifter. California night. A one man epidemic of madness and murder. One of America's first serial killers to be given a brand name. The name. The night stop. You should start a true crime podcast from the Texas Victor. Hell no. His cheekbones are actually really amazing. He prayed I just have to say that. Men, young and old. He He's not like hot, right? Yeah. But he has really good cheekbones. What he did to me, someone has um, the destruction of my life and my girlfriend's life. I was watching former computer the, uh, engineer Bill Carnes, one of Christmas streams the other day, and we were talking about the um, some, some conspiracy. The woman someone was, was like, "There's a true three crimes three times in the head." Like, Bill Carnes ended up in a group. Believe that he su he survived three shots into the head. Who fucking wrote this? He's got wrong one. Yep. Unprovoked attack. But after dozens of such attacks, police identified their suspect. And on the morning of August 1st, 1985, Richard Ramirez's picture ran on front pages. Within hours, angry residents of this East L.A. neighborhood spotted, captured, and then severely beat Richard Ramirez as he tried to steal a car to evade police. See, yeah, don't fuck around in East L.A., man. Hell no. Is Richard Ramirez the night stalker? And I can't begin to tell you how proud we, all of us, are of the people in this community who, uh, to a man and a woman, were involved in, in trying to track this guy down and capture him. I'm not the dog. I'm not the dog. That night, yep. there was dancing That's how we'll actually stop serial killer. Ramirez mm -hmm. was caught. But in court, the case Good. dragged the on for four long years. Four years in trials. Drifter, frequently disrupting the proceedings. His case took four years? Yeah. Signs and shouting well, yeah, because he would disrupt the trial proceedings. There you go. Will the jury in the above entitled action find the defendant Richard Ramirez guilty of what? murder? But in the, the end, the jury sent Richard Ramirez to California's really death I mean, row for 13 you know, murders. I'm not, you know, I don't want anybody in prison who doesn't have to what do it. What if Trump came out and pardoned Oh, fuck no. <laughs> that would be based. I think Trump should pardon a bunch of people, do some crank shit. And I know everyone's like, he's getting out of here. I don't care. It's the point. There we go. The world has <laughs> my shoes. Many you can see why girl, like you know, girls are probably like, oh my god, look at him, talking so soft. Who are you? He's like dancing. <laughs> Just a guy. <laughs> he would be a total New Yorker. Certainly a guy attracting a lot of attention. 
like a New York hipster, he would be banging a bunch of chicks. Women from around the country, first time. First time, yeah. One of the female jurors. Flocking to the San Francisco facility. What? It was one of the jurors? That no, one of the jurors. Look at this dude. Holy shit! So we just like flirted with her in court. They are open-minded. She's still saying something that's guilty, but yeah. Oh wow! That's crazy. I wouldn't be down with that then. They they said that they were fighting, like physically fighting for the women. Reading from a script. The jurors were. Yeah, you didn't hear that. It was improper for me to comment on my LA conviction and on my pending case here in San Francisco. Why? Because of my appeal. Are you appealing these because you say you're innocent? You didn't kill 13 people? That is correct. You didn't kill 13 people? Again, it would be improper for me to comment in any regard <laughs> to that question. You have now entered a very rare group of people in this country. You're in the, the ranks of Charlie Manson, Ted Bundy. You claim you Charlie Manson only killed one person? You're talking like it's like a fucking Grammy award or something. Serial killers do a large one. They are a product of the times, and these are bloodthirsty times. So even psychopaths he's, have emotions if you dig deep enough. But then again, maybe they don't. You he's anti-capitalist, then. Yeah, kind of. No comment. Comrade he Ramirez. Doesn't, he doesn't have the words for it, but that's what he's talking about. We could have fought him on the left, and he wouldn't have been a serial killer. Mm. Yeah. No point. I, I don't care to explain that. Man. Now, How many serial killers do you think? Bernie's campaign. Killing is killing, whether done for duty, profit, or fun. I think I think Mayor Pete's campaign took them and laundered them into the Yeah. Talk about a serial killer. We'll yeah, talk about him. We'll talk about him next time. Worship the devil. Yeah. Satanism. There are different sects of Satanism. Have you studied this? Yes or no? Have you studied yes, Satanism? Yes, I have. Are you are you a worshiper of the devil? No comment. What? I'm interested in hearing what you got to say. I, I'll say my piece about the devil. Wisdom <laughs> instead of hypocritical self-deceit. It is power, power without charity. Satanist admits to being evil. You admit to being evil, Ricky? We are all evil in some form or another. Are we not? Oh, yeah. I'm asking that. <laughs> yes, I can't I believe the jurors were fighting over not him. Not 100%, but I am evil. Evil has always existed. I don't know if it, it was all of people see. They said that, like, a bunch of women were fighting over him. And it's yeah. going to get worse. <sighs> the great epochs of our lives is when we gain the courage to rebaptize our evil qualities as being our best qualities. And as the interview draws to a close, I cannot help but recall Bill Carnes and the thought that behind this glib young man who seems to flatter himself as a kind of rock star outlaw lies the bodies of at least 13 innocent people. Richard Ramirez and the rockers. Dude, if I were the devil and like, like, I would be so mad, like, that people just blamed me for everything. Oh, I did it. <laughs> you ever seen that? You ever seen that show, Lucifer? I've fucker. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's that's kind of like one of the premises of it is oh, like that's like the concept. Yeah, like one of the one of the things that he says because like the main character is Lucifer is the devil and he keeps thinking like why the hell are you people keep blaming me for what the hell you do? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, dude, really? I do that shit. I didn't tell you to do that shit. 
It's like, no. And then, like, the whole goat thing, he gets pissed off about that, too. Like, the, yeah. There's so much, like, evil shit in our world, though. I mean, it's got to be, like, every day has got to be, like, the most technically evil day ever because of all the people. You know, I guess maybe, like, wartime, you might get more. But, like, in terms of, like, little, you know, sins or, like, Mm. wrongdoings, there's got to be just, like, billions of them every day. You would probably think you were, like, a schizophrenic if you were just hearing all of that Mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. I mean, imagine, I mean, like, you know, the, the one that really tried to make that a case was that Son of Sam dude. Yes. But I mean, yes. but but it turned out it was all fucking bullshit. Right. But I also <laughs> think that he actually could have, and I don't know how his ended up, but I think he could have, they could have gave him guilty, but, me- or guilty, but mentally ill. Because there's a, there's a charge that, that way mm-hmm. where you can say the person's guilty, but mentally ill and they get sent to a forensic uh, hospital, which is what I think happened to the dude that killed, um, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaplin. Man, they let this dude on the Maury show? Who? The Ramirez? Yeah. What the yeah, fuck? Man, he's fucking metal, dude. What the hell? Look, look at this. I think most oh, people have them the capacity to, to commit murder. He's uh, dreamy, dude. Uh, because, no, we don't, Richard. Uh, they, they choose not to, not because they are more superior. Richard, you are not the father. Case, but because they are imprisoned in those... <laughs> Web of responsibilities, commitments, now beliefs, and sentiments, and that would render murder an absurd. Did you draw like diagrams of murder scenes? Damn, dude! Like, why the fuck would they want to put on the Maury show? Just <laughs> no. shame him, man. Oh, man. oh yeah. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and and, and wrap wrap it up there. We've gone through a bunch of stuff. We kept Maria up late. No, it's later up on the Let's East Coast. It's a two parter. Yeah, we, we probably yeah, will. Dude, we're gonna have to do a two parter. Yeah, we're, we'll probably do this. A, we'll probably do. We'll make this a two parter. We have a bunch of people that we didn't get to. We didn't get to go into Ripper or any of those other ones that we had. Yeah, no. About, so. But uh, we appreciate everybody for for coming through and uh, joining us and going down the serial killer rabbit hole. <laughs> Yeah, you know, want to talk about fucking, um, all right. I think we could go ahead and sign up right there, bro. <laughs> we've been we've been up for almost four hours. I know, dude. We've been doing this. Yo, so yeah, we didn't think we were gonna hang in through one know. of our long streams, but we appreciate that. Um, yeah, we've been going like what four or five hours. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Man. All right. Nah, what are you talking? Yo, yeah, that's what we've been doing lately, bro. You don't even keep track of this stuff. I I keep track of this stuff. That's that's my job. Yeah, three hours and thirty seven right. minutes. It says. Yeah, no, today, but I'm saying usually we've been going four or five hours. So, yeah, we're doing a little bit shorter, but still. didn't even talk about aliens. This was, this, was a, this was a true crime stream. You know, we'll do the alien shtick on our usual fucking schedule. Yeah, I mean, I'll come back to talk about anything. I got to get you. You guys got to come on worse week yet. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm trying to schedule, so I'm thinking awesome. like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we, I mean, we're the least informed podcast <laughs> on the left, so it's just really... I was just in the I episode sing. with Nick. It sounds good. Did you like it? Okay, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We uh, you know, we're having fun, just chilling. My my boy Andrew, dude, the my co-host, he's hilarious. <laughs> he is. He's a good dude. Um, mm-hmm. so, but yeah. Awesome. How do you spell Hillary? Two L's, right? Hillary. Yeah, I think that's two L's. All right. No, Hillary's. Oh yeah, wait, Hillary. 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 Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh, I think Hillary. I don't know. Yeah, Hillary Clinton's two L's. I knew it. Yeah, it was two L's. Uh, one in 08, one in 16. She sucks. <laughs> the best thing, though, is she'll never be president. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, thanks, everybody. We're, uh, did you, you want to finish plugging your, pod, your podcast, Maria, though, before we... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Worst We Get. Follow us on Twitter at Worst We Get. Uh, 
we are, you know, we say some funny mm-hmm. shit. Um, and I, we try, I try to get like people like on Twitter that like, I just think are funny as hell. I just been fooling them. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I like, I just like talk like people that are interesting and people that I can riff with and stuff like that. So I just, I, yeah, I'm not like one of those people like that are like, I have to get this person because they have 17 million followers. <laughs> I have a fuck. If you got five followers and you're funny as hell, there you go. Up. Well, we'll be we'll be back tomorrow, bro. We'll, we'll we'll be back with some aliens, some left stuff, more anti-capitalist stuff. We'll save the serial killer mm. stuff when we have somebody who can psychoanalyze better than Matt and I can. <laughs> but all right. I